0: Welcome to Up Yours Downstairs, the podcast that's the sun's anvil. I'm Kelly Anakin. And I'm
1: Tom Schneider. We
0: are properly married.
1: It's not insubordinate, really. It just looks like it.
0: You keep getting more and more esoteric with this every week. You well, say weirder and weirder things. I mean,
1: I'm the one that picks them out. That's so, true. You know.
0: Do we need couples counseling? Is this like a cry for
1: help? It's a very, very coded cry for help.
0: All right. Well, I'm gonna get uh, Alan Turing in here, All and right. we're gonna get our t- cryptography on, I and we're gonna. A,
1: I think there's a best-selling novel to be mined out of this. <laughs> the podcast code.
0: All right. Cool. I'll well, call Dan Brown uh anyway welcome cousins to our coverage of lawrence of arabia long awaited <laughs> long awaited long angering yeah. certain people in the delay no it's so true. we there's apologize been,
1: there's been some some uh you know discontent
0: there has been but we're here to content you uh <laughs> we're dispensing with cousin of the week this week because we have a very special guest with us uh we are actually in the Ball move headquarters studio Yes. Yeah, with there the co-host come. and co-founder of the Bald Move Network, Aaron Hubbard. Welcome, Aaron. Thank you.
2: Thank you. I should say welcome to you guys. I well, know. Right.
0: We can just all, we're all Midwestern. We're all just welcome. That's true. Yeah. Would you like a cheese log?
2: <laughs> I actually would.
0: I actually would too. We I'm should kind of have, hungry now. we should have planned
2: ahead with the cheese log. We shouldn't have started this podcast at noon without having lunch because, uh, you know, I guess we'll be like the ca- the camels crossing we the will, yeah. desert. We will be. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who's on our backs, the listeners.
0: Because yeah. <laughs> the
2: listeners could be eating their cheese logs right now. Yeah, yeah that's true. They're our
0: very own Daoud and Farage. Yeah.
2: I just know that when I get to the other side of this podcast, I'm going to get to my trough
0: mm-hmm.
2: and load up my hump like a motherfucker. I'm
0: considering strapping on a Chipotle feed bag myself.
2: <laughs> A.K.A. Burrito. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: Uh, don't tell any of our cool Northern California friends <laughs> yeah. that we eat Chipotle. It's a like, really is fraught – really? It's a really fraught th- – Well, because the thing is like you can get burritos obviously that are very authentic sure. in Northern California. Like, yeah. The Bay Area in particular is like burrito town yeah. whereas um, SoCal is more tacos mm, and right. – like if you tell people that you're going to Chipotle, they get like really mad
2: at you. What the hell do they do when you say you're going to Taco Bell?
0: Um, that is kind of like hipster ironic. Yeah, like that. Oh, that like
2: that pass will be ribbon. That's like, yeah, it, oh like,
0: well, you know, you're not going to enjoy that, so we're right. all fine with it. But well, like, it's like Taco Bell is its own punishment. Yeah, so you exactly. know you don't
2: need it'll get you on the yeah. Come back.
0: No, but you know our theory is you know chipotle like it's not a burrito in the same way that you would get a burrito from a taco truck or a taqueria sure it is it is the mcdonald's of burritos and it's its own distinct flavor experience
1: yeah and uh we we can't stop so we really can't we're gonna justify it however we have and we
0: passed one on the way here and i was like kaboom (laughs) that's
2: yeah my uh co-host jim eats a frightening amount of chipotle (laughs) yeah yeah so
0: all right so so, uh, uh Lawrence of Arabia. So this is maybe before we get into the recap. This is one of your favorite movies. I
2: like I like this movie a lot. Yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. And we
1: uh, you know, we'd been intimidated by the runtime.
0: Uh, we then, were even more intimidated by uh, the yeah. runtime when we realized it was an extra forty-seven minutes on top of the three hours you we had been budgeting it. for. Yeah. yeah. Well,
2: that's it's always because I first saw this when I was like 22, 23, and I was consciously trying to work my way through like the. Um, whatever that, what was it, AFI's top 100? Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: 100 and, greatest movies? Yeah,
2: and there's only so much you can do at a small town Mr. Video <laughs> in Mooresville, Indiana. And what year was this? This was, uh, probably ni- 97,
0: 98. Yeah, so this is pretty yeah. Amazon. This is pretty DVD. Yeah, yeah, so wow. very difficult. It is. When you go
2: to get the Lawrence of Arabia and you have the two cassettes that are rubber banded together, mm-hmm. that's saying, I'm in for a commitment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, a lot of this movie does not work on VHS standard definition. <gasps> yeah. yeah. Like, imagine that scene where they're there. They have his little manservant boy looking out at the desert for like five minutes watching that small fit that that just looks like he's looking at the horizon. Right. And like, we, what uh, the fuck is
0: going on? My dad was making fun of us because we were <laughs> watching this in my family's dining room while everybody else was watching the Bengals game last night. Yeah. And uh, my dad was like, isn't watching that like taking a yacht for a spin in a bathtub (laughs) and we were like yeah dad but this is just how it is right now we don't have access to like a 70 millimeter print of this and the theater laptop
1: screen and that's what we've
2: got yeah Yeah. so oh wow because i i was just um the first time i watched it was a vhs on like a 19 inch standard death tube. Right. And like a lot of the, 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 the kind of poignant moments of like what's life in the deserts like, just don't translate. Yeah. Yeah. And then I saw it on DVD, which is better this time. I actually, um, and subsequently watched it with the, the blu-ray on the nice big plasma. And it's, it's, it, that's the thing. I, I feel like this movie is mostly like an adventure travelogue.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah.
0: Yeah. Because I, uh, spoiler alert, everybody. I hated Lawrence of Arabia mm. so much. There were things I liked about him. Okay, you mean the I, character? The character. Okay, Okay. Yeah.
2: that's defensible. Yeah, yeah,
0: I just I found things about the character to be really off putting. Sure. Um, and am in yeah. there because I could see where As he's
2: messianic complex.
0: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, that was mainly I was like, you're nuts, man. Yeah, he well, really but, was. I mean, definitely. But I also I, I I also appreciated this movie even in 1962 was like this guy's a little. Like, he's not presented as a hero per se, I don't yeah, think.
3: Yeah. I, he's, he's very just, flawed.
0: yeah, I thought it was a very, it was a very impartial directorial eye. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I think, you know, everybody was sort of afforded the same length of rope to go and hang themselves. And <laughs> yeah. some did more than others, but, uh.
2: I thought the intro was a very great framing device at his funeral. Where you had, the, like, the two sides of him being this great man and then, well, you know, if you really knew him. Yeah. And I thought that was a really interesting way to kick off the movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I was kind of disappointed it, was... it never came back around to that, actually, at the end. That was actually my only structural but complaint. what would they have done? I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, David Lean is a great filmmaker. I think he uh, could have figured it out.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, but he – um. I, it was a great intro, except for the fact that it was preceded by five minutes of a blank screen with the overture playing. Sure. Which uh, we were startled by. Yeah. Well, like, and we were the,
0: a little concerned by the blank screen because we were like,
2: "Did we get a bad tour?"
0: No, we were like, "How <laughs> yeah. did we actually?" We bought this. Oh, okay. Um, well, we rented
1: it from from Google Play. Which oh, I we'd thought never, we bought it. Yeah.
0: I don't know why I was so d- invested in us owning oh, this sorry. movie that I don't like the main character that much. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's okay. But,
1: yeah, and, uh, it's actually, Google Play is interesting. If you pause it, it'll highlight the characters on screen and pop up a little link to their, like, information. Page. I, I don't yeah, think it's, it's their
0: IMDb awesome. page, but it's like a Google
1: yeah, info. Yeah, equivalent. Yeah. 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 That was Which really was impressive. actually
0: really handy because for some of the people we were like, who is that? Like, like I don't they know look know
1: familiar that and then yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. boom, there. Right, right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, cause this has like a murderer's row of... Like 1960s heavy hitters.
2: Especially like, you know, British heavy hitters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was the Harry Potter film (laughs) in
3: the 60s. Yeah. No,
0: and I have to say, I really have a new respect for Alec Guinness, and I understand now why... He was so pissed off about Star Wars <laughs> and felt that it was such a step down because we watched, uh, a couple months ago, we watched a passage to India, mm-hmm. which is also by David Lean. Right. Uh, and so Alec Guinness is in that also in Brownface. That seemed like his jam at this time. Right. That's, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, he just, he was so great in that, uh-huh. you know, we have complaints about the political correctness of that, but like at the same time, he did a great job and yeah. in this role as well, because you never get the sense that he's playing A caricature.
2: Well, it's interesting because he apparently, you know, that's the. It's startling how kind of sympathetic and nuanced this is in his depiction of Arab (gasps) culture. For Mm -hmm. that was one of my
0: thoughts as well. I think
2: one of it it reasons is because Lawrence himself loved. This mm-hmm. culture. Right. He wrote this book that basically outlined the plot of the movie, and they had these awesome pictures.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And Alec Guinness and the other guy, um, who's uh, uh
0: Anthony Quinn.
2: Anthony Quinn yeah. studied these pictures, and they made they worked with the makeup people to like be a startlingly great representation mm-hmm. like the brown and that's the thing part of the brown face and the the big fake nose which seems like if you said someone put a big fake nose <laughs> right. Right, to play a arab character and got that you'd be like that's so super racially offensive and it is but he also looked exactly like the goddamn guy mm-hmm. the yeah. real historical you like you look at prince faisal and this abdullah guy i think it's his name uh, out Alda. yeah um
0: it took me like <laughs> three of the four hours to like yeah. remember his name i kept calling him like audubon like what's Howdy. his what's his uh, yeah. deal <laughs> uh
2: his, his his house sigil is four interjoined circles yeah <laughs> but, um they were trying to do it as a tribute and alec worked really hard with this guy's relatives to nail the accent mm-hmm. mm. um so it's like it seemed like it came from a, a era of <gasps> yeah of well respect, i mean it was just yeah it's respect. it, it, it yeah. was
0: just a different culture and you do have omar sharif is that his name yeah um Cause he's also Sharif Ali in the movie, yes. which is very confusing. Yes. <laughs> he was Dr. Zhivago, uh-huh. which I've never seen, yep. but now I want to cause he and Prince Faisal were like my favorite mm-hmm. characters in the whole thing. I loved Ali. I loved his arc. Right. Um, I really enjoyed everything that he did basically. Right. Um, and you know, I was inclined to dislike him when he was introduced. Right. Um, but they were just, I thought they were so great and yeah. I, I was, uh, complaining to Tom last night, like I want to see a movie that's only about Prince Faisal. Right. Yeah. Like when he says, sort of in the middle of the movie, I'm going to Cairo on other business. I was like, What are you doing?
2: It's like he's he's going to shut off the tractor beams. Yeah. That was yeah. The awesome part. Of the <laughs> right. He's going to split party.
0: Yeah. He really should have said to those uh, generals, "If you strike me down." Yes.
2: <laughs> the other thing that really works for me about this movie is how it plays out with our modern knowledge of the arab world mm-hmm. as a tragedy, uh, almost yeah. a greek tragedy yeah. of mm-hmm. these european powers carving this empire up and what consequences we're living with down to this day. Um I think it's really interesting and obviously they didn't intend it to be but by being kind of an accurate depiction of what happened it, it, it it's it's a critique of like our right. modern geopolitical Well and state.
1: it certainly I mean it it you know it talks about, you know, these treaties that were being signed and and you know that they were You know, keeping them short of artillery and lying to them, you know, intentionally to, to keep them on their side, but still powerless. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's the same sort of thing, you know, when you, when you go back to like, you know, our early history with the French and Indian wars and, and even up through the war of 1812, we were always, both sides were always negotiating with Indian tribes, uh, to, you know, keep them on their side, Uh but then make sure that They didn't give them too much power.
2: And it's completely negotiating complete bad faith, too. Right, right. So, yeah, I I think that's another way that the movie kind of works for me.
0: Well, and it's interesting, too, because I was just, you know, tooling around on the internet last night looking at some of the the criticisms and all that kind of stuff of this movie and you know they're like oh it's this white savior narrative Mm -hmm. but i don't think it's that simple like there are movies that have a white savior narrative and they're like the blind side Mm -hmm. you know where it's just blatantly like oh look at this nice white person Mm -hmm. like Mm dating to like help a person of color and i mean and i have criticisms about the way that lawrence kind of assimilated himself into that culture but i think you know at least from the depiction in this movie uh was very much in good faith. Right. he really did love the culture and the people mm-hmm. yeah. and um at the same time, I think the flaws in that narrative where he's like, you know, I'm going to give them Damascus or whatever. It's like, well, dude, it's not yours to give, sure, and yeah. you can't You can't look at this narrative, you know, he wanted to be a messiah figure, sure, but that didn't mean he was right. And it didn't mean he was good at it.
1: (laughs) It's interesting too that I'm only sort of realizing in retrospect that his backstory, like there isn't any. Like he just shows up in the first scene when they, you know, when the first scene apart from his funeral as already, you know, knowing all about this culture and loving it and all this sort of thing. And we don't know anything about how he got how he the, got there in the right. movie and i mean i guess you know i think that's partly just because he was such a famous figure that you could just sort of take that for granted you know
2: do you think, think that also that the filmmaker he's like first of all it's this fu- movie's fucking four hours so <laughs> people. second Go read Seven Pillars of Wisdom, if yeah. you do not know.
1: And his I very didn't feel path to that point. I didn't
0: feel any lack of his backstory. Well, yeah, at that's all. What I'm
1: thing it didn't occur to me. Well, because, because now, well,
0: and they gave you an you know, I think that establishing scene, and maybe we can start going through it at this point, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just so we don't have a four-hour podcast. Right. Um But you know, you get that first scene of him in that, you know, room the with that guy room. and doing that thing with the match. Mm-hmm. And you get this sense of him as being this off-kilter dude.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And
0: it's like that and like when they're like reading through his files and they're saying, oh, he like knows about literature. And I thought that the exposition for him as a character was really well done because then you have later the scene where he reveals his parentage to Ali. And maybe just because we are so immersed in like Edwardian culture right. and sort of how parentage worked and, and what the deep stigma was against somebody who was a bastard. Um, and that may also come from Game of Thrones as well
2: <laughs> at he's this asked, point. Also, uh, uh, he's known as Lawrence Sand.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And uh so I I felt like that painted enough of a picture and the rest of the film is so rich yeah. that I think it's very easy as an audience member to just sort of fill in in well, the between, blanks there
1: between the the straight up exposition in terms of his language skills and things like that and just the character things like the you know, thing with the match and then him like the officers are setting up this game of snooker and then he just like for no reason like wrecks it up and walks out you know just just You're like, okay, I get, I get this guy's deal.
2: Peter
0: O'Toole did not win the Oscar for this. That's probably true. He did not win the Oscar. They were nominated for 10 Oscars and they won 7. Uh, and it was like all, you know, best, uh, it was all like the directing stuff. It was like best director, best editing, sound editing, all that kind of stuff. And I, I just, I thought his performance was so balls out. Yes. And I think, yeah. I think he's one who got like a lifetime achievement award after never having won yeah. an Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong. I'm not going to look it up right now. Well,
2: and <laughs> it was very controversial <laughs> the way he played, uh, Lawrence also because they're like the fact that, that a lot of people, a lot of biographers are considering him like, I guess, a lot of people say he's asexual, perhaps gay. Uh, he was these,
0: super gay in this super movie. Super gay <laughs> movie, and,
2: and uh, I mean, but that's it's weird because at the point the time that movie is made, that he they they started saying like this guy might have been gay, and that was a kind of very contemporary. Well, thing, and also it's right? so
0: weird because they can't and don't say anything right. explicitly in this movie, you, you, and yet the whole time you're like this
2: dude very flamboyant. <laughs> You know it's funny? not even
0: his flamboyance. It's just he had just- these intense relationships with all these guys. Right. And. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was this, you know, flamboyance and also just just sort of this idea that what else would make you this crazy other than being gay in England in, sure. the, you know, teens. Yeah. Sure.
2: You're going to either lead an Arab revolt or <laughs> oh. wrap the, the German Enigma machine.
0: <laughs> yeah, <outlets you laughs> These are your two options. Yeah. Um, but you know what's
2: crazy is 23-year-old naive, very Christian conservative Aaron, the subtext of he, him being gay – yeah. And I think I did if, not pick the if I had
0: that. seen it when I was a young conservative Christian, I may not have either. Although I was like really into musical theater, so uh, I I kind of know what some of the dog whistles are. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So but, I
1: mean, it's still very much subtext. You yes. know, it's not. Yeah. It's but not, I think it
0: also it works as subtext because. In all likelihood, he probably wasn't able to act on anything. Sure. Yeah. I mean, certainly not in in the Muslim world it seemed, at this well, time.
2: So it seems like the modern consensus is that he was probably more asexual. Interesting, mm-hmm. because he had a very rough upbringing, and um, you know maybe he had inclinations, but this all happened to him as a fairly young man. That's and true. That he torture, says he's twenty
0: seven at some point that during the movie
2: sequence. Was a big influence in his life because there's very, um, there's very credible evidence that he actually paid a, um, an army officer. There's a, there's some kind of medical uh, army doctor to administer beatings to him mm-hmm. mm. in his adult life as a way to kind of regulate the way he feels about himself. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of that complex stuff going on, but that is just when that was made in the sixties, that was all very controversial. Yeah. And the way they played that, I thought, is interesting because it kind of survives up to the way the modern people view Mm -hmm. Lawrence.
1: Yeah, yeah, that they could do it in all this very coded way, but it still feels very, you know, authentic and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't feel like, you know, even to the extent that they're tiptoeing around things, it just feels like that that's what the character or, you know, that's what the reality of the movie is.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Didn't you think this film also felt like a very modern film? It Other did. And Then you get to, like, Alec Guinness and Brownface, like, whoa, what the f- – you know, <laughs> Yeah, shit but, yeah, I mean, honestly,
0: up. and what I will say, and granted we were watching this on a computer screen, so I don't think the contrast shows up as much, but I didn't realize that was uh Anthony Quinn yeah. playing out. I didn't realize that was uh-huh. a person in Brownface. Yeah. yeah, Um, And, you know, it was just – because that was the thing, it was, like, because of the quality of the video on the uh-huh. screen, it was harder to tell, like, okay, who's – you know, legitimately Arabic, and who is That's not? That's a
2: shame. I, it'd be interesting if you guys would like. You know, a year from that. No, watch
0: what I would honestly Ray
2: over a weekend. Yeah, what <laughs> yeah. I would
0: actually what what I would really love to do is go see it on the big screen. Mm. Which we could probably do. We, been, there are a couple of movie houses near where we live that show older that's a, that's stuff. That's a bucket
2: list thing for me to see this on like IMAX. Yeah. And
0: yeah. just actually what I would do, I would just get really drunk through it. Sure. <laughs> well, because I really did enjoy it. It's just the experience of watching something for the first time uh-huh. for a podcast like this is so different than being – Able to just immerse yourself. Yeah. And there's yeah. pressure
2: to it. You gotta, exactly. You gotta, yeah. You gotta, yeah. You gotta take
1: notes. And I, you know,
0: I'm not, I'm not complaining. No, but no. it just, it's, it's a very different thing. So I do think, like in a year or so, I would like to revisit this.
1: Well, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't buy it then.
0: Oh, uh, that's okay. We'll, we'll manage. <laughs> I'll uh the Speaking oh, of true. uh revisiting it, why don't we revisit <laughs> these scenes <All> right. <laughs> that happen in this movie?
1: Uh, yeah. It- you know, so we talked about uh, the first few scenes here, and then so the off- the officers are all you know. How do you solve a problem like Lawrence? What are we going to do? <laughs> this about really it?
0: is the male sound of music. <laughs> yeah. Oh, true. I would like to point out there are no women in this movie. Right. At, at all. all, there no. is a dead woman. uh in the.
2: In the village.
1: In
0: the village. There's uh, a ton that are
2: that are doing that uh, Arabic yodeling. Yes, they that. do
0: that, and yeah. then but like you don't get close-ups on them. And then uh, there's the nurses at the end in the Turkish hospital. Yeah. So uh, listen, anybody listening to this who for some reason hasn't watched the movie, again, as always, can't think why that would be. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no women, none. Is so, that a way of,
2: of slyly passing? Is it a betchal test?
0: Uh, Bechdel.
2: The Bechdel. If you just don't have women at all,
0: ah, uh, I think I, that's I really violating the spirit of, the of Bechdel like, tests. If, if
2: a tree falls in a forest, and the, if, if the women have a conversation in a movie, there are no women. Did they not infer no? Yeah, yeah. it's very uh, – it warps very... back upon itself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and I'm thinking. You know, this is this is. We don't usually have a guest that's this discursive right. which is really exciting for us, actually, yeah, so we can kind of you know, oh yeah, absolutely let's let's play fast and loose with the summary here,
1: yeah, so uh, you know TV not comes to blow in anybody's and, mind and quotes the mys the Mysticles. yeah, and uh they're like, all right, we'll head you out, uh <laughs> go have fun for three months, uh, he's gonna go find Prince Faisal. and then we get sunrise and sand Dunes, which is going to be a theme, yeah, uh fast
2: horizons,
1: yes. Uh, so he's got – he's found some guide. They're on camels and uh T.E. says he's not going to drink until the guide does. And the guide's like, but I'm Bedouin. And he's like, yeah, well, I'm crazy. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> And he didn't Trump spill any play. water. I was like, you better not spill that water because <laughs> this whole gambit will not pay off for you. Yeah. He's like, OK, well, you didn't drink then, but you did waste water, yeah. you monster. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Did you guys know, like, so in this inter- introductory scene, have you guys seen uh, Alien Prometheus?
0: Yes. So, I am Listen, because he had it, and I had no one to talk with about okay, this. Okay, so
2: just, you, you just me, just go la la la. Right. It's not a big spoiler, but Ma- Michael Fassbender's character is entirely based yes. on this Lawrence of Arabia, predict- uh, his hairstyle, mm-hmm. oh, wow. and it's so fucking uncanny.
0: I know, because the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, Michael Fassbender.
2: Like, he's got to do a biopic of Peter O'Toole, right?
0: I wonder if that was because I can't think of any other reason that Prometheus existed except to be (laughs) an audition for him. Like
2: Peter O'Toole and like Michael Caine talking about like 60s era British filmmaking. Yeah. Mm. That's a biopic that needs to be. Oh, it was crazy
0: then. Yeah. Oh, man. There I really like, need – I don't know if they ever cross paths, but if Kenno Russell doesn't have, like, a cameo part, like, I'll be really put uh, out uh, in this hypothetical movie <laughs> that does not exist. Yeah. Right.
2: But at many points, as a straight man, I was watching Peter O'Toole in this movie and, like, what a magnificent bastard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. His, yeah. His cheekbones, his hair, his eyes, prancer. I mean, it's it's arresting.
0: Well, and yeah. I was like, why have we never had a – adaptation of dune with somebody this charismatic as uh wadib well i think there
1: are a variety of documentaries that
0: answer (laughs) that question that's actually a very good point no and i i'm not the only one who has this theory but we were about you know two hours and some change in and i was like dude Frank Herbert completely rip this off. ripped this off, yeah. and that is a uh, moderately well-known theory. Although it's not really uh, that many places, Io Nine had something on it. Oh, That's yeah. interesting because um, I'm a
2: huge Dune fan, but back from my high school days before mm-hmm. the internet was invented. So like,
0: oh yeah, you don't. I think
2: as soon as you said that, it's like,
0: right?
2: <laughs> it makes it all makes sense. Uh, but I never thought of that. before.
0: Dune may be a rip off, but it had several strong female characters. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> um yeah no and i haven't even read the io9 thing but the io9 article is from like 2008 uh so they were like the new dune whenever they did that like they did like a mini series or maybe this is stuck in production hell or something but they were like the new Dune needs to be more like lawrence of arabia Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like even just that headline i was like yeah it does yeah
2: definitely (laughs) also fat country and fat people I think that's going to be a subtitle for my biography. <laughs> <laughs> the Aaron Hubbard story, a fat fat country of fat people. Yeah. I am no different.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, then they get the uh they they hang out at a well and Uh, there's, they're nervous because there's different tribes around and suddenly there's some guy galloping along from like the horizon towards them Mm -hmm. and they just stand there for about two minutes watching this guy and like tease Lawrence is there like, uh, so should we go? Uh Are we just staying here? And then suddenly his guide breaks for his pistol, but then bam, he gets shot by this mysterious stranger. And it is uh Sharif Ali, and he is awesome.
0: Uh, yeah, but I was really mad. I was like, they were becoming friends. They just <laughs> had like a boundary setting conversation, yeah. and he gave him his pistol. Like,
2: that's before you knew that the uh, the one of LRN's as many a- abilities is to befriend any Arab within five minutes of meeting. Them. That's actually <laughs> yeah, a that's really true. good Arab point. <laughs>
3: It's like, uh, hey, buddy.
2: I, so do you guys think the pacing is a bug or a feature on this show, this film?
3: I
0: think it's a feature. Like, even you know, as annoyed as I was with the fact that it's almost four hours long, you, you really, I don't know how else you tell this story.
2: Like, the the, 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 abil- the reali- reality of life in the desert, where it's a lot of just watching people come out of the vast horizon, mm-hmm. I yeah. thought it really made you feel like, goddamn, I'm in the desert. Well, and I well, think
0: I mean, if you're going to sympathize with Lawrence at all you have to have some vague understanding of what it was about this landscape and these people that affected him so deeply. Yeah. And, you know, even just talking about it right now, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, those people were awesome. I was like, their culture is really fantastic. The, the desert is beautiful.
2: And when you think about the way their culture is formed by the desert, the fact that water is a precious, any resource Mm -hmm. is a precious commodity. And, you know, uh, that the familial bonds, like the famous, uh, was it the proverb, is like uh, I against my brothers, my brothers and I against my cousins, my cousins and I against the stranger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you can see where that stuff has to be the way it is. Yes, yeah. right. Because right. the tragedy, of the commons, gets everyone killed in the desert. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So fuck your tragedy and your commons.
0: It yeah. Yeah. My well. yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which
1: is what uh, Sharif Ali uh, says, and uh...
0: <laughs> basically, and, and, and,
1: <laughs> yeah. and
2: uh, Old Thomas says, uh, yeah, you're you got you got a point.
1: Yeah, well, except no – I mean he – well, he calls him a murderer. And this is – I mean this is his whole, you know, shtick is just to like kind of piss everybody off as soon as he meets them and yet
2: uh, gain their respect at the same time.
0: Uh, I think it's called negging.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think you're right. That's true. Uh, Oh, nice fake nails. I don't even really like fake nails. (laughs) I think it's – yeah, it's – his rhetorical game he plays is so dangerous – you know, like every dialogue path he chooses in this adventure is like something <laughs> that would probably get you killed. But
0: he's a danger junkie. Yes, I yeah. mean this is yes. a man, and Indeed. you see, really, you see this come to bear after the intermission. And I mean, he's just crazy eyes.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like
0: you know, sorry, Suzanne, this is the real crazy eyes. yeah. yeah. He is bonkers.
3: Well,
1: that's I mean, in this very conversation, he chooses to piss this guy off and not take a guide he's like no i will ride through the desert alone i'll be fine i have a compass
2: all i need is this compass yeah it's uh and that the line that like my fear is my own concern mm-hmm. so badass i yeah. feel like that's part of the thing is like you punch him in the face <laughs> and then they say something so badass in their own language that must be so mind-blowing
3: yeah for yeah. those guys
2: at that time yeah
3: uh, uh, that
0: would be mind blowing for I think anyone at any time. Also, that- to be punched in the face and then come back with a witty rejoinder <laughs> yeah, and not I your you, native like language. You yeah, you're
2: right. It's just negging. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's also that it's so interesting, like putting yourself in this you know pre or during World War One era where he's having this conversation with his guy before he got shot, and he's talking about like what it's like in England and like the fat people, fat country. Right. Like, can you? It's it's hard to believe if you grew up in a desert and there's not planes and photography and movies, like, imagining what England looked like. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're an Englander, imagining what it's like to live out in the desert. Mm -hmm. Right, right. To me, it's, like, still kind of trippy because I guess, you know, I did some research and the Bedouins have urbanized, like, everybody. Mm -hmm. But there's still a sizable community that just lives out in the desert. Yeah. In the 21st century. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I saw that on an Anthony Bourdain show once, actually.
2: Yeah. I feel like they're going to be the first people to colonize the asteroids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they could do it. You well, that's know?
2: actually uh, the the yeah Mars- the Mars trilogy, trilogy. which Fire. we
0: never stop talking about. <laughs> oh, right. Red Mars. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, I've only read Red Mars. Oh, yeah. dude, really you got to read the whole Mars, thing. Mars, really. Oh,
0: it's so good. So yeah. the
2: Bedouins just settle uh, Mars and like this is our place.
0: Yeah, and I mean they have a huge influence on the way that Martian culture develops, the yeah. uh, areophany, mm. as those who've read the book know. We, <laughs> we
2: need to have a, a Robert Zubrin Mars cast, apparently. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. No. Uh anyway, but yeah, but so yeah, they would be really uniquely suited to uh colonizing desolate yeah. uh planets. Hardships,
2: yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Solitary lonely life. Yeah, it's, it'd be great.
0: Well, they don't seem very solitary That's to true. me. Right. I think it's it's just more it's the scarcity of resources that makes them suited for it. But
2: you also got to be comfortable getting on your cu- camel and just riding for a couple of days alone in the desert. Yeah, but yeah. we like got, be. you know,
0: we got truckers in America like <laughs> people do that everywhere.
2: There's no lot lizards in the desert. I <laughs> yeah, I know,
0: because they're not in this movie. <laughs> no, we got about three hours in. I'm like, oh, so he never bangs a lady? Never? Not once? And I'm like, I'm just even holding out for that. I'm like, maybe there's some lady that he just, you know, has sex with and then is mean, too. That's the one
2: thing I was going to say when we uh, – because, you know, I'm very digressive here. But uh apparently – and he is Seven Pillars of Wisdom. He writes extensively about – you know, you said that the Arabs like are all repressed and stuff, but I guess they out in the desert when they're on their war campaigns or whatever, there was a lot of hanky panky. Now this is coming from, (laughs) from, uh, uh, Lawrence Mm -hmm. who might've been sympathetic to that, but he was talking about like, yeah, the dudes would get down on dudes.
0: I mean, (laughs) Hey, you know,
2: cause it beats the camel Uh, (laughs) and, and you literally also, there's no women in the desert. Do you think they
0: call it beating the camel?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's a good question.
0: Uh, cousins do you know if anyone ever referred to masturbation as being the camel do we,
2: do we have any Bedouin listeners <laughs>
0: oh man that would be great podcasts would be great if you were on your camel oh yeah, that's they'd true. be
2: a godsend they'd be
0: rad yeah if you i guess you would have to download it to your mobile device right right yeah
2: it's like you know you, you'd never be accused of wandering from your you know or what's he say straying
0: uh no drifting drifting yeah you, you drifting. Don't drift
2: you got to listen to podcasts yeah like you're best anti-drifting <laughs> That's right.
0: Baldboof.com.
2: Stepping into the skid. The camp
1: Friend is. of Bedouins <laughs> everywhere.
0: Yes,
2: yes. <laughs> this could be huge.
1: Yeah, so T does make it with his trusty compass to the camp, and uh, he's first found by some uh, British guy who looks dumb. Uh, and <laughs>
0: Is that Brighton?
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. that
0: dude's face is the dumbest. F- I couldn't get over it. <laughs> Every time he showed up, I was like, I can't believe a human looks that dumb. Well, that's how,
2: like, the Doughboys got their name, right?
0: For looking dumb and the, fat. The, the
2: big, fat, yeah. dumb faces, yeah.
0: Fat people, fat country.
2: Yeah, yeah that's true. So
0: he's, he's really, like, the textbook example. Yeah. Type. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, The Er doughboy Yeah. <laughs>
1: Although it's weird. I saw somebody, some commentary that he's, like, the most, like... Moral character, or, or or ethical, or something like that, in the movie, which just really.
0: Uh no, Ali is the most ethical character in this movie.
1: Well, okay, well, I guess we have a ruling then. That, yeah, that it, we do. That it's
0: Ali. Okay. <laughs> the the ethics minister has ruled.
2: <laughs> uh, I do think that. It's uh, – a, a lot of this – a surprising amount of this movie is historically accurate. But I guess the a lot – we'd have to say that the historical inaccuracies are they make it like it's Lawrence doing his own thing alone. Mm-hmm. And I guess that he, he – was a
0: lot more hooked in. He
2: stood on the shoulders of giants on the fact that a lot of these British officers have been there for years kind of like getting them used to the idea of yeah. these liaisons and stuff. Well, and mm-hmm.
0: I learned last night this movie precipitated like – 10 lawsuits really? primarily from the uh family of t.e lawrence and uh outa mm. they were very very upset with the portrayals of both of those men in this movie and, yeah.
1: and uh yeah t lawrence's younger brother like kind of went on a crusade really like going on all talk shows and everything like that. can you the even imagine if
0: out? that was your life yeah. yeah like i love my brother's but if somebody made a movie about them that was, like, inaccurate, I'd be like, shut up, dude. Like, you're in a movie. Uh-huh. Like, calm down. I'm not going to go on, you know, uh who even has a talk show anymore? Anderson Cooper? Right. <laughs> um, I'm not going to go on a talk show. Like, I'm not going to dedicate my life to, like clearing their... Na- like, it's a movie. That's a yeah. culture
2: clash, though, because even back then there was a lot more family honor and...
0: That's true. true you
2: know? It's yeah. like, if someone called me a bastard today, I wouldn't draw a pistol and shoot them. Right. hundred years ago, I probably would. You know? yeah.
0: so, you seem like the type. Yeah.
2: I'm definitely <laughs> a... You know, I'm a drawer. Uh, yeah. Well, also, I mean, it's also
1: a, a British versus America thing, like, in terms of yeah. reputation and, and slander. They're even a little
2: bit more... Pugilistic legally to this day about you know uh, libel and slander right right whereas the American celebrity culture just kind of rolls with it yeah so okay so <laughs> poor uh, yeah. Tom
0: Tom's trying to keep us on the straight and narrow here
2: yeah well, don't worry I will I will use uh, the truncate silence feature so oh, take, well, take your time compose your
1: thoughts
0: <laughs> 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 it'll
2: all be gone in editing
1: wonderful Sounds good <laughs> uh, the. Yeah, so Brighton, the British guy is chastising Prince Faisal, who we haven't seen yet, for not being willing to move his camp farther away, and lo and behold, a bunch of planes come in and start strafing and bombing the camp. Uh so we get our first look at Faisal and he is uh Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness, yes. And he's, you know, just staying on his horse, trying to stay calm, telling people to like stay cool and fight back. Uh but they cavalry
2: we- charge against the sopwith camels. Yeah, yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, which nobody appears to be doing much, but, you know, at least you, at least you're seeing him like, okay, this is a guy who's keeping his cool right. in a bad situation. Right. Um. Uh, yeah, so that happens, and then they talk about how they're gonna have to evacuate the wounded to, uh, Yenbo, and Brighton's trying to keep T. Lawrence in line. He's not super thrilled that he's even there. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, cause they knew he was, co- they knew they were sending somebody, right? Right.
1: Yeah, but they didn't know it would be this crazy.
2: They didn't know they'd be sending a Bedouin, Arabic-speaking, Islamic studies major, <laughs> mess- messianic figure. I don't think that was what was, the- was coming down the
1: pike. They,
0: uh, they weren't planning to gentrify the desert.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: no, no. So they're all on the move. Uh, some – uh, kids start pestering people for cigarettes and, uh, Officer Jerk tells him to umph off.
0: Which I loved. Yeah. Cause I feel like, you know, they had to have written fuck in the original screenplay. And of course you can't get that past, uh, standards of practices sure. at this point. Right. Which is umph off. Like I never, I've never heard that euphemism before.
1: Yeah. But, uh, they, they umph him right back by slapping his camel and he goes galloping <laughs> off and falls down and everybody laughs. Uh, so at night, they're all sitting around in the tent, Faisal and Brighton and T.E. Lawrence, Ali shows up, uh, and also Faisal's like religious advisor, I don't know what exactly his role is, but he was telling him to recite the Quran and when they do begin reciting the Quran, T.E. joins in and everybody's like, whoa.
2: Which that seemed a little bit much. <laughs> like how well do you f- do you know the Quran that you can just like jump in and harmonize?
0: I mean, he knows it well enough to make an impression. I mean, that's his whole thing, yeah, you yeah. know? He's he's negging the Quran. <laughs> Like that's how deep this guy is. Like, He's know, like,
2: like, I've I know my Bible more than most people, mm-hmm. but still, like, unless I'm coming in for the Lord's prayer, <laughs> right? Or well, because you, yeah, know, you know, sh- val- shadow of the valley of death, and even then, I'm going to be doing a little bit of murmur, uh, <laughs> murmur. I mean, I I would be. I'm just super super impressed that this guy can just come in on anything. And,
0: well, I feel yeah. like there would be less translations at that point. You know, well, I feel like there would be more consistency.
1: Yeah, I don't know. and I mean, I don't know the, you know, again, without really knowing his backstory, or just the vague idea. But I mean, the Quran has always been more about like reciting the Quran has always been much more important than reciting the Bible. Sure, that's true. Um, So that's, you know, you maybe a bit more plausible in that sense. That's but true. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, whatever it is, he had that verse or whatever. What's? They have a word for it that's not verse. Yeah. Well, I know anyway. What you're talking about. <laughs> but he had that ready to go and it was a good thing. So they're all debating their strategy. Uh and Faisal asked the British to take Aqaba because then they'll be able to supply him, but the dude's like, No, there's giant guns there, we would get shot up, we're not gonna do that. You just fall back to Yenbo, we'll train you up, we'll make you into a, you know, more regular military unit and then we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. Uh whereas T. Lawrence who has been ordered not to speak, but manages by a little well-timed, accidental... Like, I think, oh, oh, I shouldn't say anything. And then, of course, Faisal asks him, Mm -hmm. uh, and he says that they should fight, like, the the navy of the desert, uh, and that's their strength. So, of course, everybody's going to like hearing that, as opposed to, you should come back and let English people tell you what to do. Right, put on (laughs) uniforms. Right. Uh. There's also an interesting thing where uh, Faisal is asking TE why he is there and why why he, and that he's just another desert loving englishman and he says that no arab loves the desert there's mm. nothing there we yeah. love green places and yeah. water mm-hmm. yeah yeah
0: no and i just i that's part of what makes this i think so even-handed because like the arab people are like you are out of your mind yeah like and you know they're
2: calling you on your romantic uh, notion yeah and mm-hmm. stuff. yeah
0: like put down your white man's burden uh-huh. go start an artisanal cupcake stand in <laughs> london
2: I thought one line that like particularly sent, like kind of shivers down my spine in a prophetic sense is when uh, Prince Faisal said that the English have a great hunger for desolate places. Mm-hmm. And that's before they know it's loaded with oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: once
2: yeah. they find that black gold, a watch out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my god, I, that didn't even occur to me that oil doesn't come up once. No. In this whole thing. This
2: is just a press Even though the whole, kind of even though, yeah, because
0: yeah, the whole time I'm watching it, I'm, I think subconsciously saying to myself, like, oh, they want it because mm-hmm. of these, but they didn't even know.
2: They just, they just wanted it.
0: Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. I don't understand just wanting something to want it.
2: That's the thing. Like, all those, like, you know, I World, know. War I, World War One, World War Two, kind of ended that whole empire of like you know just just like little models on your shelf you know the brag
0: i think it switched then it did switch to being a more resource-based political economy
1: part of it it back then was you know not so much because everybody assumed that everybody else would want it like there was no way nobody thought that it was possible that it could be ruled by the arabs it was either going to be the english or the french or the turks or somebody so it might as well be your side
2: yeah yeah and there's also the resources in the terms of access to the Suez Canal. And, yeah. And yeah. you know, cause there's a lot of trade and, and you kind of want to own that part of the lake to make sure your interests are represented. But yeah, when the oil and the resource, that kind of resource gets discovered, it's Katie bar the door.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So T.E. goes on a walkabout in the desert by himself and the kids from before are watching him like, what's this crazy guy doing? And they like throw a rock at him. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: That's what I would have done. Yeah.
1: And finally, he says, Aqaba. Uh-huh. So he's got a plan. Uh, and the plan is to attack it from land, even though the Nefud Desert is, we are told, uncrossable. But he says it is crossable. He just needs 50 men. And then their daring in crossing the desert will inspire a bunch of people to join them. And uh, Faisal's like, uh, hey, dude, you should have told me about this before you started this plan, but all right, I'll let you go. Uh-huh. And he didn't tell Brighton at all. Brighton right. does not get informed. It's not a looped
2: in on this crazy venture. <laughs> right.
0: Listen, this is uh, in many ways how I like to operate so no cc
2: no bcc i mean it off. is
0: it is an old uh aphorism but it is true it is much easier to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission mm-hmm.
2: your boss still thinks you're in oakland in <laughs> office cattle you know doing doing the um... oh
0: absolutely yeah doing comedy yeah. I've, I got a have just got one of those, uh, you know, those birds. <laughs> those water sipping birds. Yeah, I
2: thought you were gonna get like, uh, Ferris Bueller with it. They open a door and there's like a little mannequin that kind no,
0: of. There's turns. a, um, it's an open floor plan, so <laughs> it's a lot harder to get your Ferris Bueller on uh, than you would think.
2: True, true. That's it's why,
1: just, that's why they started, that's why the open floor plan is so
2: popular now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can bring up a mannequin that like waves his hand, like points to like, you know, you got, you got your, your, a uh, phone in the crook of your neck. It's like, come on the phone get
1: out yeah no that's what you know back in the 80s they realized that you know 20 percent of offices just had mannequins in them like, okay we gotta
2: gotta come up with a new plan here we did it to ourselves where we couldn't be trusted <laughs> in America. we had a good thing going individual offices and now we got cubicle hell because too much it's all it's all uh ferris bueller's fault yeah <laughs> i like the where they're outlining uh like sharif Ali is talking about how, you know, this is so impossible and we will take only the water we can carry. The camels will have none and 20 days begin to die. And as he says that, the camel's are
3: – d- ah, <laughs> the because fuck? We were,
0: <laughs> we were watching this with the subtitles on and the, the two top, uh, subtitles were, uh, excited chatter
3: uh-huh. and
0: camels groaning. Yeah.
1: And that was, that was the most well-timed camel groan yeah. in cinematic no, those history. Camels-
0: See, they can write a compelling scene for a camel. Exactly. <laughs> Why can't there be a woman?
2: That was a lady camel. <laughs> I'll have you know.
0: It's even more depressing suddenly. <laughs> oh yeah, there were women, there were camels. <laughs> Just can't understand their camel speak.
2: Real camels have curves. <laughs> <laughs> One hump in this case. Oh, <laughs> you know. man. Which I got to say, like, riding camels looks so badass in this movie. Right? Because yeah.
0: I didn't know camels could run.
2: They, and they run fast. They run yeah. so fast. And, like, the whole, like, you got to hook your leg in a certain – because it's like a horse. It's like it's the, even if you don't have a saddle, it's got, like, a built-in thing. Yeah, right? yeah. You just plug right in like a Lego minifit. <laughs> camels, that's a whole – that's that's like balancing a marble on top no, of No, and the bowl. camel has to <laughs>
0: kneel down for you to get off of the camel. Like, right. you got to train. A camel. Right. Yeah. You gotta make sure that camel knows what's up. And but- several
2: points, because this is the this is the pleasure of a four-hour movie. You can let your mind wander. And several yeah. times I'm thinking like, uh, when the guys are just riding the camel, it's like, what does the camel think about this? <laughs> and the camel's like, I kind of want to stay about the water and food, but I, I guess this guy's urging me this way, I, you know, it's like, do they have thoughts like that? Well, like, I don't want to ride into the ocean, what the hell are you doing? You yeah, know? that's an old Douglas
1: Adams line where he says, it's impossible to be sat on by somebody for eight hours without developing th- thoughts and theories about them. <laughs>
2: it's quite possible <laughs> to
1: sit on somebody else for eight hours and not think about them yeah, at all. Yes,
2: yeah. yes, in, indeed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those kids followed them uh, across the desert and they're there because they want to serve El Arons, as mm-hmm. he has become known. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they reveal, they, he's told not to hire them because they are, uh, outcasts, they're parentless, which in retrospect, when we later learn that T. Lawrence it's is illegitimate. It's oh yeah. man.
0: This is a great movie, guys. <laughs> this guy, this... Way, to, way to go, AFI. Good call. <laughs> How ballsy
2: was it that he made a four hour movie knowing that you'd have to watch it at least twice to get everything in the movie? No.
0: I mean, at the time, that's <laughs> yeah. pretty, like, nobody, you know, you had to see it in a theater.
1: Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say to your question about pacing earlier. Like, the, if you're a great director, then you can make this pace work. Mm-hmm. And he does. Yep. Yeah.
0: I want to see more of his movies now.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh so the next day they get up, the camels do a lot of groaning at that time. Mm. They are it's like waking up a bunch of like teenagers with mm-hmm. camels. Uh, You're
0: not my real dad. <laughs> my real dad's a camel. <laughs> <laughs> Joe camel? Laura's
2: gonna shut all Dad's like, I don't even know my dad. Actually that's not true. He did.
0: Yeah. yeah. He just didn't marry his mom. Yeah.
2: Rhetorically he didn't know his father. <laughs> yeah. Right. So
1: yeah. But right. his
0: father knew his mother. In Heyo. <laughs> <probably>. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So they have to cross the sun's anvil, which is just a particularly rough part of desert, I suppose. And they do. Uh, however, uh, this guy Gassim has fallen off his camel because they see the camel walking along and it's like, well, so much for Gasim, he's I dead. I was really
0: impressed with Ali because he knew that it was Gassim's camel. Yeah. Cause there, you know, there's 50 men. Uh-
1: and 50 camels and they
0: all uh, the camels don't look that different i don't know maybe they have like a bumper sticker or something that'll like a seam
2: a lot of room for personal expression yeah and with the camel uh, decoration and garb that's yeah trail. that's true and also i'm reminded like there's a time in my life where i could i could glance at a car and know it's make and model because i paid attention to that as mm-hmm. a teenager. Mm-hmm. whereas now it's like jesus is that a nissan or, a Ford <laughs> or? Yeah. But i'm sure i could still do it if i took the time If if you're just riding with these dudes in the camels i guess you'd kind of get Yeah, and again
0: at this point you know they don't have movie they don't have any pop culture to really yeah uh be clogging up their brain holes right
2: i was surprised at the lack of verbal interaction on these long desert rides i appreciated
0: it because i knew that it would make this podcast shorter
2: (laughs) 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 but i guess it's like imagine if you were on a road trip and like it's all fun and you listen to your mix lid you're talking about like all these like girl and boy secrets but imagine the road trip t- took 20 days. Yeah. Well, but
0: I think you're also I mean it's just, I think it's a matter of the stakes because mm. the stakes are so much higher here and if you're talking you're expending energy and creating, you know, vaporization of water yeah. that is going to be the difference between you living and dying. That's what the Freeman taught me anyway. Yeah. Right. They
2: needed still suits. Yeah. Win, and they could gab <laughs> up a lot more. Yeah. Because you could just talk in a nasally, you know, yeah. You, yeah. You, could, you could communicate through humming. Yeah. And capture all that. Yeah. <laughs> so many people have not seen Dune are just like.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I hope uh, a few of them are listening. <laughs>
2: and I can't say just go watch Dune because it'll still be <laughs> you gotta yeah. go read all the the whole dune series and then watch the david lynch film i
0: disagree because i've only read dune and yeah, I, I, I have don't. zero interest in reading any additional messiah chapter five. i actually i tried to reread dune recently and the book started to fall apart and i was like <laughs> and it was a new copy that was uh, the most insane part was that we had bought a new copy of Dune a paperback yeah no. that
2: book's a little too that that's 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 the structural integrity of the book spine is just compromised when you have, like, an 800-page paperback. It,
0: it isn't 800 pages, isn't though. It's, like, 400. Man, wow. It's, yeah. it's shorter
1: than you remember. I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, I, 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 I had that. I of as like, the Bible. Right. No, I think,
0: really it, I think uh, – would you have some sort of, like, Children of Dune omnibus or something like that?
2: Mm, I do not. Okay. Like I don't I said, know. I read these uh, – these were library books that I checked out in high school. Yeah. I've not really gone back to Dune since then. Yeah, yeah. Other than the West End video games, of course.
3: Well, yes. <laughs>
1: well, we'll cover this more in our Dune podcast. Yes. <laughs> Coming soon. Yeah.
0: It's called The Spice.
2: <laughs> the Spice must flow.
1: <laughs> yeah. because uh, So, T.E.'s like, uh, no, Gassim's not dead. I'm going to go save his life. And they're like, you're an idiot. And he's like, so?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
2: just, yeah, essentially, essentially.
0: Well, I actually really liked this exchange because they're arguing about whether something is written or whether it is not written, meaning whether or not Allah has for foreordained this. Sure. And I just always really enjoy conversations about determinism and free will. Sure. Uh, Especially I'd- when it has a
2: twist later on. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, so as somebody who doesn't believe in free will, I was like, hey, that was – yeah, it's written. Let him go. Mm-hmm. Let him be. Mm-hmm. Either it was written that he's going to die or it was written that Yassim gets a new lease on life.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but what if it was written that T.E. Lawrence wheeled around in the desert and took his camel out there and saved the man? I mean, you can go down a dark hole with this stuff. Uh,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But T.E. feels that he writes his own story and they're all awesome.
0: <laughs>
2: <And> <laughs> he's his own Mary Sue.
1: Yeah,
0: he is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> of his life.
0: <laughs> oh man, I just started liking this movie way more. I feel like I really am. I'm. Ha- I think this movie negged me. This movie negged me. This movie was like, oh hey, I'm three hours and forty seven minutes long, and yeah. you're on vacation. Yeah. And I was like, goddamn it, movie. And, and then it, like, it's so interesting. Because wa- like I was like wrapping gifts while we were watching it. Yeah. Right. And so I'm wrapping gifts while I'm watching it, and I keep getting sucked in. I was like, don't, don't do it. It was mean to you. <laughs> Yeah. But, now, but now I'm like, oh I'm the only one who understands you, movie <laughs> <laughs> Just you and me against the world.
2: That's right. No.
1: So yeah, he does rescue Gasim uh in a fairly long sequence, but the end result is he rescues him. And everybody's like pretty uh you know, nobody's like I mean everybody's super happy about it, and there's no like resentfulness about the fact that like ali got proved wrong or like i, I guess at the same time there's no guilt either because like well, ali was like i'm gonna let this guy die because otherwise we're all screwed and T e. proved him wrong now it's like well you know i made the best choice i could at the time it's like and finding well twenty
2: dollars in your pocket
1: yeah,
0: yeah there's no harm no foul in this situation <laughs> because all those other guys were like oh we're gonna stick with ali because yeah. he seems invested in most of us not dying right uh but then at the same time, I this is what I love about Ali, because he is like he takes an enormous amount of shit uh, yeah. from Lawrence. Yeah. And maintains I think he, you know, I don't I don't know what happened to him in life. I could have peha- perhaps. He's not like a that real a,
3: character. Oh
0: right, he's a he's, composite. He's the, but there was yeah, a Sharif no, Ali sure. and I think that was another lawsuit actually. Uh, um yeah. but I love him because he pivots, you know. Yeah. He's very flexible in a way that Lawrence isn't, and I would argue that Lawrence would not have been as successful sure. if he yeah. did not have this person who was very flexible. You know, it's his own. Uh, what's the the British guy's name? Burns or something? Burn? Brighton. No, he's the politician Burns. guy. Dryden. Uh, Dryden. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was completely off base. <laughs> yeah, not look. Burns anytime at all, yeah, I try to remember right. a name, I'm like, uh. <laughs> you heard it before when I was looking at your photo, and I was like, that guy's Dennis.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think one of the reasons. Uh, Lawrence gets away with some of this is because his outsider status yeah like the it's some of the things would be a grave affront to your integrity and your honor as coming from a an outsider mm-hmm. it's like somehow it's not taken as serious no you're not yeah. you're not
0: held to the same well they're like you don't know any better right and you're not you know you're not subject to the same rules as we yes. are yes um so I think there's that also he's clearly insane yeah like <laughs> Never underestimate how much being clearly insane sure. will get you because at this like and I think this is where it really starts because yeah. this is where he starts buying his He own. decides that he's Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Uh and they're like, Who's Jesus? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not true. Um yeah. they think he was a prophet. They're like, Yeah, Jesus saying all that. Yes. So maybe you need a pipe down. He's like, I have to have a white thing. Um <laughs>
1: But, yeah, because this is where it's revealed that he is illegitimate and where Ali tells him he can choose his own name. And he's like, oh, I choose Jesus. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> is Mahdi taken? No, I'll Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ.
0: Wait a minute. That book hasn't been written yet. <laughs>
1: <sighs> yeah. And they also uh, – they burn his army uniform at this point. Uh,
0: which is stupid because my- those kids just washed it. Yeah.
2: Sure.
1: So
0: they washed his clothes and then they, then he throws it in the fire. And I'm like, dude, you might need – it's the the desert.
2: Me and Cecily had an argument about this because she's – as soon as she saw this, she goes, what a dick move. And I'm like, well – so if someone took the sweatpants and T-shirt I'm now wearing and burnt them and replaced them in the morning with a fine Armani suit, (laughs) I don't know that I hate them. And she's like, well, what if you're just lounging on the couch? You might want those sweatpants back. (laughs) I'm like, that's true. There's that. true.
0: My real issue is that those kids washed them. If you were just going to burn them, (laughs) save them. The however... Can you... How- he made them wash clothes in the middle of the desert. Yeah. That is a dick move in and of itself.
2: <laughs> Maybe it's revenge for they're like watching Lawrence shave every day and this copious waste. Oh, as if like, he did
0: what? We're as if he didn't love, them, motherfucker.
2: That's how we roll. <gasps> Boom. But
0: he's the one who decided to burn them. Those kids have I'm no agency. It sense. They I'm have no saying. agency, <laughs> as we're going to see in tragic fashion. I mean, think of in it about in terms ten of like, minutes. Yeah. This started,
2: think of this in terms of petty roommate revenge in college, and it suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> More sense the fact that it makes no sense yeah know? yeah
1: so t uh walks around checks out his reflection in the dagger that I came bet with he does.
0: the
2: rope sweet ass dagger yeah yeah Did you know like have you seen the historical photos of him Mm-mm. like this shit is authentic yeah. yeah he looks exactly like he looks like peter o'toole other than being way taller looks exactly like the archival footage of lawrence of arabia Awesome, yeah. t.e lawrence
0: Yeah, Tom just called him T-E in his notes because it's short. Yeah, I don't even know. Is it,
2: is it Tom? It's gotta be Thomas. We don't know. Elliot?
1: Uh, we could throw that out there.
2: (laughs) I will will use the powers of the internet (gasps) to find out. Look out. So, yes. Yes, it is in fact Thomas. Oh shit. Hate that. (laughs) That doesn't start with Thomas Edward Lawrence. Uh, I like Elliot better. Yeah. Yeah, We're going to call him Elliot.
1: Elliot
0: suits
2: him more. (laughs) Elliot suits him more.
1: He
0: was like the Elliot Ness of the desert.
2: (laughs) He's
1: untouchable.
0: (laughs) Clearly. Just more of it.
1: You come at us with a horse, we come back with a camel.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well,
0: at least until we take... uh, Aqaba.
2: Right. Yeah, you come out with the small arms, we come back with uh, mortars and can't Oh, wait, no, the British one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An armored car. That's what we come back with.
1: So as T.E. is admiring himself, uh, Auda, we learn, is Auda comes up and uh, says that they're at his well uh the whole camp and then his son rides up we briefly thought his son might be a woman
0: i got really excited i'm like (laughs) oh my god is it like a pretty lady that he has to like marry for like business purposes Mm. that's again that's how depressing it is to be a woman watching movies (laughs) you get excited about a woman potentially being a a bargaining chip in some (laughs) kind of well dispute
1: Yeah, but it's just his son, and so they ride in, and this is pretty impressive to me, cause it's just Auda and his son riding into the camp of the 50, uh, men that have just crossed the desert and around the well, and they're like not worried at all. And cause I think T or some, asked him, like, what if we just gun you down? And he's like, then you've got a feud with my whole tribe. Right. And I was like, oh and wow. There's a
2: hell of a lot more of us on this side of the big ass, son's anvil than <laughs> of you. Right.
0: Well, and yeah. the Harith and the Hawetat do not get along, apparently. Yeah. And uh, the Harith is uh, all these people. Uh-huh. And I guess, does that mean Prince Faisal is also? Or is he more of like a CEO type figure? Yeah, so
2: he's like the son of the king of like a lot of tribes. And okay. I wasn't sure how all that fam- – because it's – if you look at the Bedouin family structure, there's like a Wikipedia page that lists like hundreds of tribes. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. of them are high- – and what's interesting – is like these particular tribes were not blue hyperlinked. It just says, yeah, one of the uh, w- more well-known, renowned tribes of the Bedouin. And I'm like, well, f- they don't get their own fucking Wikipedia article. Maybe they right. had them take it down. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they were like, needed. hey, stop it. Yeah, we're trying to keep a low profile yeah, here. Yeah, we're Bedouins. We blew up with this whole Lawrence of Arabia thing. <laughs> we're trying to keep a low profile.
1: <laughs> Tired of the paparazzi. They eventually, uh, Auda and Ali, you know, circle each other for a bit, but they eventually agree to at least have dinner with him. Uh, so people are riding around. We briefly see some women watching, watching them eat. Yeah. And, uh, so that, that's exciting there.
2: Well, that's true. We did see some, some women.
1: Yeah. Uh, and this is this is a very good scene that I got into and didn't really take notes because it was just uh Lawrence talking out of and the supporting Yeah, Any
0: him. of the negotiation scenes are fantastic. He does yeah. such a good job. And he, like
2: I'm just the whole time thinking, You're gonna die. Right. You're gonna die. You're talking this way to this guy. Yeah, telling him. Well that and he's Ali like a, a is servant saying, like and,
0: with his eyes is like, dude, you can't <laughs> say that
2: Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Like if, if uh, Sharif Ali had said that, he would have been killed. He would have been killed. Right. Absolutely. Uh, but Lawrence gets away with it.
0: I'm glad he wasn't though. Ali's very handsome. Yes. Ladies, there is something in this movie for you. There's a lot of things and for ladies.
2: And it's Sharif Ali. It's not the uh, Peter O'Toole.
0: I think he's too crazy. You uh. know? Crazy can be fun, but uh you want a stable guy who's going to have like a mid-level political career Neg- and like Neg a nice house in Damascus. So
2: with you, huh? <laughs> Neg hits only go so
0: far. With oh you. yeah. Well, you know, and just <laughs> uh, you know, he's all about him, you know. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Sharif Ali is all about, you know, uh government building and and statesmanship. I find that very uh erotic. There you go. Erotic <laughs> statesmanship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So yeah, they're all gonna attack Aqaba. It's all been agreed. Uh Auda says to make God your agent as they gather. So.
0: And it's like, hey, can we do lunch? <laughs> hey, God, you're looking beautiful.
1: <laughs> uh so at night they've all they've all gotten there and Ali and T are looking out over Aqaba like, yeah, there it is. Uh, We're gonna
0: but, take that, man.
1: Right. They're they're psyched. But then there's a gunshot from back in their camp. Uh, and they go back, there's all, uh, hullabaloo, and Auda says that, uh, you know, he kills, he dies, the guy who shot somebody else needs to be killed, and Lawrence is really worried that the two tribes will start fighting, so he's like, no, I will do this, I'm not part of either tribe, I will execute him according to the law, and then it's all done,
2: and they're like, okay, here's the guy,
1: and it's, it's Kasim.
0: Oh, snap, crackle, and pop!
2: Yeah. That was, that was like – and I even knew it was coming. It's one of those rare p- moments of movies where it's still kind of like, no, yeah No, I mean that was like a yeah. real
0: gut check. And yeah. I was not – I didn't feel super invested at that point. But I was uh, like, oh, god. He yeah. went into the desert and yeah. then this is what you do, Gassim? Yeah, And he doesn't even – care. like he sees, he registers it, and He's like, oh, did you do it? And Gasim's like, yeah. Uh-huh. And like they don't even talk about why. And I appreciate this. I feel like yeah. even though movies today generally are shorter than this, this, they don't have this kind of narrative economy because no. you know what it doesn't matter why he did it no yeah we get a little bit of lawrence's eventual weirdness around having done it later which, that's
2: the one that's a big sour note for me in the movie which we'll get to yeah i that. agree
0: well yeah because like the uh like the imdb page is like oh hey this is a movie about this guy who's super conflicted uh-huh. when he's in the Middle East. And, like, he was conflicted for all of, like, three seconds sure. for yeah. this entire three-hour and 47-minute movie.
3: Sure.
0: <laughs> um. Anyway, but so I mean, he does. He just kills him, and then everybody's like, all right, great, we can go on with our war now.
2: The shooting itself was brutal. Yeah. All off-scene, but him, like, half
1: well, to... Because, well, but
0: you see, you see him, like, yeah. try to dodge, and he just has to keep... Plugging him. Yeah, yeah he's
1: like dies.
2: six or seven shots, yeah. Yeah, and the fact that, yeah, it's just... That's a great scene. Yeah, it is. And yeah. the movie completely earns it. And I love the respect, the fact that they trusted that we'd remember this random dude that we saw for like 30 seconds. Yeah. 30 minutes ago. Like he's, you know, all prostate and he just lift prostate. <laughs> That's a different thing. <laughs> that yeah.
0: is. Uh,
2: we just got out of November. It's now, you know, prostate. Word <laughs> <laughs> so go get your t- prostates checked out, dudes. But, um, it's fun. Uh, but, <laughs> the, but he's prostrate and he just lifts his, he, he, they, the movie real. Respects us as an audience to know when he lifts his head up. It's like, Oh shit. It's the same dude. They yeah. don't have to like name check it, mm-hmm. right. at least not that in that moment, but wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I knew who it was. I was like, Oh no. Tom That's was like, me. Yeah, dude. Yep. It's happening. It just got real. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, they attack, they, they attack Akaba and, uh, you know, win. It goes well. Uh, so we see TE riding his camel by the beach.
2: It's his, uh, dating profile picture right there. <laughs> And again, the camel's like the fuck. Uh, yeah, I I, like, I've never seen this much water in my life, <laughs> and you want me to
0: ride into? My th- hoofs are all wet. <laughs> Do I have hoofs? I don't know. I'm not a self aware camel. Uh. We don't have Wikipedia.
1: <laughs> but yeah, uh, Ali throws in some flowers, and they're they're busy looting the city, uh, looking for the uh, the box of gold that uh, Auda was promised. But it turns out no, it's just a box of paper money, which is not pleased about. Uh, so T.E. says that he's going to get it for them. Unfortunately, as they were looting, somebody busted the telegraph, so... <laughs> I think it was, uh, the guy in question, the, the gold man. Oda. Yeah. Oda, yeah. 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 So, uh, he's just gonna go ahead and cross another desert, and go to Cairo, and bring back gold for Auda. He tells Ali to get the army to... Uh, come up from Yenbo, which I have no idea where Yenbo is. They talk about it a lot.
0: It's a fun name for a city. It is. Yenbo.
2: And this is one of the scenes during the sacking of the city. Uh I wondered how much did this movie cost? Because we had like a five-minute just camel slash horse ride <laughs> yeah. through this city. And it just goes on and on forever. It's a helicopter shot, I imagine. And yeah. like – they don't make movies, these cast a thousand movies anymore. Those would be CGI camels yeah. and CGI dudes. Right, right.
0: CGI looting.
2: And I looked up I, I thought the budget of this film would be like vast. It was like fifteen million. Hmm. Which is a lot in sixty two dollars. Yeah. But my I just I just can't believe the scope, like how expensive it must have been to drag all this stuff out into the desert
3: and, yeah. it and-
1: one is what I remember too when In fact, with that top hundred movies thing, when they, their little entry on this, the one thing I remember them saying about it is you look at these shots, this giant shot of the desert with them walking across it, and you're like, there's no footprints on the sand, how did they set this up, and where's their second shot if they mess up the first one? Damn, I didn't even thought of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, and yeah, that was, that's, that stuck with me. Wow. That's
0: why David Lean's one of the greats, guys. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably dead, or you could ask him.
1: so yeah he's going to cross the sinai because he says moses did
0: i got so angry (laughs) oh man oh i was pissed
2: with children
0: moses did yeah Yeah. exactly i was just well the first moses did because i called it i was like you son of a bitch (laughs) and then he kept saying it and i was like oh i got so mad at him
1: yeah also Moses was going the other way just for the record.
3: Yeah,
0: truth. Just- <laughs> Moses had- was like, oh. Also he had mana. You
2: don't have any mana
0: coming to you. the Red
1: Sea
2: shortcut. I
0: mean, yes. Yeah. That's,
2: that 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 takes uh you know it's like taking a ferry. Well luckily he's not trying town. to be Moses.
0: He's trying to be Jesus.
2: <laughs> right. He's totally New Testament.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I uh we were talking about this yesterday Aaron about how I feel like particularly at this point Lawrence of Arabia is totally like holding Caulfield for grown-up dudes
3: because
0: like tom just reread catcher in the rye and came, just... i came home and he's all waxing rhapsodic about it and i'm like mm, i'm gonna go uh beat my camel uh-huh.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good guys uh-huh. that he's like this uh special snowflake
0: yeah but i guess that... i guess and, and my point of it you know it has less to do with my dislike of both of these people <laughs> but it's it's this kind of thing where you can see uh People liking them really unironically
3: mm. uh
0: I definitely know a couple of people who think Lawrence of Arabia is like a good role model oh, okay. and I'm like, I don't think you understood the point of it because the point of the uh the point of Catch in the Rye is not that Holden Caulfield is a role model, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of men you know primarily young men, sure I don't talk to a lot of old men, I don't know how they feel <laughs> uh they're more into John Grisham, I think, but uh
2: Clancy <laughs> on, yeah,
0: yeah yeah, but uh. You know, they, they view these things uncritically because they're like, oh, this person is a badass. And that's definitely part of it. I'm not trying to like, rain on anybody's badass parade. But, uh, I'm just right. like, at this point in this movie, I'm like, you are insufferable, dude. If I met you, I would kick you right in your negging shins.
2: I think it's interesting though that sometimes, I got, I, I got the opinion in, uh, in the movie is that only this man could have done this thing. Mm. I- like a person that's that's more self aware, like you or I, would have not like when the Bedouin said, "Look, this is the sun's anvil. You cannot cross this. We will yeah. all die." We'd be like, "Okay, that's well, you're the Bedouin here." I'm that's gonna, right. Yeah. You know, it takes some kind of a pig headed arrogance to just ride roughshod over and 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 forge this army out of this desperate tribes of people that kind of mm-hmm. hate each other.
0: No, and I agree with that, but I also said, while we were watching, I'm like, only a man would make this movie. Mm. Only a man would ever want to tell this story. Because <laughs> women would want to tell the story of the cooperation behind the scenes. And that's very gender-essentialist of me, and it's not like a one-to-one <laughs> thing. Because I also I think I have a bigger problem with Lawrence of Arabia, because I do see aspects of myself in him. I'm like, oh, I do that. Mm. I do that all the time. People are like, don't cross that desert. And I'm like, mm. What if I did though? Yeah. (laughs) What if we went there? Didn't
2: want to until you said that. Oh, (laughs) now I have
0: to. Negging through actions. Um, (laughs) No, but I, you know, it's it's, you know, it's fascinating. But again, it's just not necessarily. I mean, maybe Catherine Bigelow would make this movie. But even Catherine Bigelow's movies. That are about so that's like, the Hurt locker yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. That's about the cooperation of a team. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, what was the other one that she did? Was
1: she Zero Dark 30? Yes. Okay. Also, yeah. which is also, also about, team about or- a team.
0: Yeah. Whereas this is so much about this charismatic leader. Uh, and women don't get down with that too much. Like we hate Sheryl Sandberg. Uh, <laughs> we get mad at her because we're like, why are you being such a glory hog bitch? Mm. Like, why are you like this? I mm. mean, there's a lot of problems with her, mm-hmm. but, uh, it's, it's just, you know, it's such a male movie, not just because there's only men in it. <laughs> well, cause I mean, zero dark 30 and all that. Were there women in those? I don't, well, yeah, well, there, was, yeah there
2: was the, uh, some redheaded women? intelligence expert. What's right.
0: Jessica Chastain. There you go. Um, I don't know. It's it's just such a male movie. Right. It's so about penetrating the desert. You know. (laughs) Well, speaking of which, somebody's about to meet a sarlacc. So let's continue. (laughs) Right. After my gender-based rant. Uh, Yeah.
1: As previously scheduled. Mm-hmm. So the kids, uh, uh, Farage and Daoud. Who,
0: who are the C-3PO and R2-D2 of this movie. <laughs> yeah. And I love them so much and I'm about to be very upset. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, because they're all, they're saying they're tired and T is like, oh, we're going to be in Cairo. You're going to have these nice beds. Uh, they see a pillar of fire and one of the kids is like, oh, that's dust, dude.
0: And I'm like, haha, Moses is an idiot. <laughs>
2: Uh, and then there's the sandstorm. Can you imagine those seeing one of those freaking uh what do you call those sand spouts? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. in at sunset. You would totally be forgiven this uh thinking that is oh, yeah.
0: fire. Listen, yeah, I'm not yeah. saying I wouldn't have peed my pants. I would
2: have followed that thing.
0: <laughs> I would have been like, said, God, I've been this. trying to yeah, find you for Ev's, you know, dude. Let's, yeah, yeah.
2: let's see yeah. where this guy's going.
0: I like
1: the look
2: of this. Uh, uh, <laughs> a uh, t
1: loses his compass in a son- in a sandstorm, but he's like, it's all right, we just need to go west. We'll hit the canal.
0: Luckily, the sense. sun is the real star of this picture that's true. right because we see them riding toward it. Mm-hmm.
2: It does more than anviling mm-hmm. it also guides where he travels out the it's desert. a yeah. it's
0: a more dimensional character than any woman in this movie <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: but then in another sandstorm uh Daoud apparently wanders into some lightning sand, which is a thing that exists in this universe. Mm-hmm. I was holding that
2: for the R-O-U-S's. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that was our first thought, even though I get very upset in a minute. But I'm like, quicksand does not exist. I'm yeah. like, that's not a real thing. It's not really. Especially
2: in the desert. Like, what quicksand does exist as a form of, uh, sim- what is the a non-Newtonian fluid? Right, sure. water-infused sand. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like a, yeah, it's like a this
0: is more game. like this is more like one of those like tiger pits from the most dangerous game that somebody dug it was and then was, was like, Robin. we're just going to put a little bit of sand on the yeah, top. Yeah. Probably some little fatherless child will fall into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So, I, I I prefer to believe it was either, like you said, a sarlock or a very large ant lion. <laughs> like an un, a previously undiscovered by western yeah. science ant lion right. that just eats urchin boys in the desert. Oh <laughs> man. Bastard urchin, but it really craves the taste of bastard.
0: This is so rough though, cause they realize what's happening and then Farage starts running toward it and, uh, T.E. is running toward it and he has to tackle him and yeah. stop him from yeah. also dying. Yes. Yeah. And he gets his uh scarf yeah, yeah something like a turban some or something. garment he gets yeah. to him but like he he just kind of lets go
2: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: uh that wasn't that well choreographed but also when he was pulling him i'm like that thing is like gauze like it was not thick yeah and i was like oh no that's gonna rip and then he just dropped it and then yeah. he
1: just dies yeah so he died that and was, they only like, have one camel we were we were startled by his death. We uh, didn't see it coming. On the plus
2: side, they only need one fancy bed now. <laughs>
0: That's oh, right. man. I was really looking forward to him being in that fancy bed because I love a fancy bed. Yeah. A fancy bed is one of life's true pleasures. Can you imagine
2: if you, like, sleep on a sheet in a desert?
0: Being in a bed?
2: Being in a fancy bed? Yeah. No, I cannot imagine
0: that far. I've only ever been in a fancy bed. <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, in so far yeah, as budget... our bed is fancy. Right.
2: Like I guess that's what I feel like when I lay on a tempur pedic. <laughs> this is what this is how men is man is supposed to sleep. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. got my shitty fucking you know beauty rest <laughs> oil shit.
0: You like. do look really pretty today.
2: Thank you, thank you. I did get my beauty rest. But there's this damn pee that I can't quite find under my mini layers that's just keeping me.
0: Up me. <laughs> well, I'm sure one day uh your prince will come or that's something. That's what I'm waiting for. My yeah. prince, my chic. Uh, <laughs> prince Faisal? I'd marry Prince Faisal in a heartbeat, Prince
1: Temperpedic.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's actually a very long inside bald move joke about how much money it would cost. Uh, Sheikh would have to pay to get me as a harem girl, <laughs> and I'm saying there's a substantial Prince Faisal discount. <laughs> Just I, so you know, I, I think
0: it's interesting that you would charge a lot of money because I wouldn't. I'd be like, like sign me up, let's go. Let's do it. Well, Well, it's like
2: the thing is, you gotta. There's also like. Would you you have to? Wait, did you say female chic? It would be a discount too, because you know I don't have to switch teams. Right. It's more convenient. When
0: you say to be bought as a harem girl, are you gonna transition?
2: What? uh, That would be a lot more expensive. But
0: that would be their like that's their sunk cost. You
2: know what I mean? That's true. That's true. Like
0: they're gonna pay for it, I assume.
2: Yeah, that, boy, that's, you, Mao, I need to have you on for more of these. Listen, I'm <laughs> really, That's um, a game changer.
0: I'm not but, sure if I'm on the spectrum or what the deal is, but I'm very detail-oriented. And uh, if you have a crazy plan, I am going to fact check it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, harem, I was thinking more of a harem girl in the ironic sense, mm. but the actual transition sense, that's, uh you know, because I, even if I got like, say, 20 million dollars. I don't know. You can. You just go back. You know. It's not like they can just be like bloop. You're a woman. Bloop. You're a guy. Like, no. No, right? no.
0: No. 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 I mean, there's uh, there's like, very varying...
2: like genitals would look like. You know, one of those uh, like Don uh, Donatella uh, Versace. Is that the one who's like had all the unfortunate yes, plastic surgery? Yes. Oh, right. Like, yes. Like you take your dick, you turn into. A van, I was like, she doesn't make it's genitals. Franken <laughs> yeah. Point. yeah.
0: No, there's yeah. There's no
2: doctor in the world that can get natural. I don't results. think there's coming,
0: I don't, I think if you're gonna, that's why I think it's so difficult to navigate around the taboo because once you've made that decision, I don't think you can come back from that. Yeah. yeah. Like you've only got so much raw material that they can use. Sorry, Prince Faisal, that might be a, a deal breaker. Yeah. Well, well, we'll see if it comes up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to the situation and not, not gonna say anything. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, you never know, it might not come up. Yeah. After I got trans, it would certainly not come up.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, for you. <laughs> Prince Faisal, on the other hand. That's
2: true. Look out. <whistles> so. They call him the sun's anvil. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> i can't believe how much mileage we're getting out of that
2: yeah. oh like why do you think we came up with it in the first place? <laughs> it's fantastic
0: all right let's keep going okay, we're not yes. even in intermission yet this no, is insane why well, is make, this movie so long they
2: make it to the now is the point
1: uh-huh i mean not not uh you know not without hardship right but so they they end up they go to cairo they get to uh headquarters and t is definitely in full crazy mode at this point. he's
0: like catatonic yeah, he took the death of Daoud very hard. Yeah, yeah. which I think is really self centered of him.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, he he brings Farage in to the officers' uh, like bar with him, and despite the pro- protestations of everyone,
2: literally everyone, yes.
1: like from his driver to the military police to everybody, they're like, "Hey, that guy's not white." What is going on here?
0: Even the non-white bartender is like, you gotta get out of here. Right. Yeah. Like, you can't be, I think he's telling Lawrence to get out as well, because most of them don't recognize sure. him. right. They're like,
1: he's
2: they're like his... droids trying to get into a bar most ice Exactly. You <laughs> don't serve your kind here.
1: <laughs> yeah, cause he's still in his, his sheik's robes. I mean, obviously, his sure. uniform was burned. He doesn't
0: have a choice. Sure. <laughs> I think, strictly speaking, they're sh, uh, sheriff ropes. Oh, you're right. You're right. I just, you know, no, that's... what little accuracy yep. the three of us honkies can call. provide. I appreciate We call. don't Good want call. a uh, lawsuit from the highly litigious. Bedouin
2: people who uh, listen yeah. to podcasts, <laughs> Which they're legion, <laughs> we've established. Right.
1: Yeah. So there's General Hubbub, but then whoever the, like, ranking officer in the bar is comes up and T.E. tells him about Aqaba in his trademark crazy manner. <laughs> And somehow he's credible. Right. And they're like, okay. And
0: Farage is drinking his lemonade and he's the cutest, you guys. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So sad about Dawood.
2: Can you imagine? That's the first time he's ever had an iced beverage, I'm sure. Probably. Yeah. 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 Crazy. So he goes off to see General
1: Allenby. Uh, And Allenby- Which is
0: the most British name of a general of all time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh he was a real guy, I'm pretty sure. He
0: was. Yes. Yeah, I think maybe there was a lawsuit about him too.
2: <laughs> Probably.
0: Basically, wasn't a person in this movie who was real. Their family definitely sued.
2: <laughs> yeah, I saw a quote from him where he spoke really highly of uh Yeah, the Thomas Elliot Edwards whatever. <laughs> yeah.
0: The uh, yeah, his portrayal here is that he's very cool towards him and Uh, skeptical but he was like yeah we really liked each other and it was like
2: and i gave him a lot of uh uh, free hand in this situation and he rewarded me with awesome results yeah yeah Yeah.
1: so in in the movie at least he's promoting him to major and telling him to go back to the the bedouins and you know keep keep doing his thing (laughs) keep being crazy that's right uh but he doesn't want to he says and the reason is that he says that he enjoyed uh killing gasim horseshit
0: I like, do not believe that. That is not
1: supported in the text. Well, yeah. it's not supported
0: in the text, and it's not supported in this scene. Because basically, this feels to me like a crazy person putting Allenby through a test. And I'm like, also, uh, you're in the British Army, dude. L- like They're if, all about
2: killing people. Like, right. if this scene had taken place after his later bloodthirsty ride, I would totally buy mm-hmm. it. But I did not get that he was got pleasure out of killing Gassim... Or, you know, he could also talk about the horror of the Akabas. uh, Well, uh,
1: no, and he talks about
0: Dawood dying, but, like, then he's like, I I also enjoyed shooting this guy, but I didn't say that first for some reason.
1: Right. Yeah, so it's just, it's it's all a bit implausible. It's not
0: clear if he, like, I'm like, if you feel a little guilty about, you know, these guys, that's fine, but, like, that's not what he says. Let me
2: peel the curtain back a little bit, because I did some digging, and I guess that the filmmakers were really trying to hit this, uh, Lawrence, this emerging narrative of Lawrence being a sadomasochist.
0: I read about that. And, and there was some
2: of this of like being forced to do something he didn't want to do and with this this emotional cathar it's more of that which is ne- a lot more nebulous right. and hard to get through. Your-
0: but your- I know some sadomasochists <laughs> well, <laughs> and think, they would think, be happy that they got to do something that they enjoy. Well, I think, but I
1: mean I think that's just a different context too because I think the sadomasochism thing was, I think people were more sort of like interested in that as just like a psychotherapy and like that i think that was just more kind of trendy yeah. at that moment sure, sure. it's
0: very trendy now well no pe- well,
1: now what it is is people just do that if they want to but i think it was more oh, just this i a new what you're idea saying. and everybody was so, like so, oh here's another is. take
2: because i know some fetishists myself sure. and so if you're a fetishist in a repressed culture or you grew up and what is kind of repressing this there's this fear that if you give in to these urges holy shit what kind of freak am I going to become if I actually start indulging in these things like mm. you know you start you're a teenage boy you start in softcore and then you see your first anal scene and then it's like you know where does it end boy that's a leap yeah suddenly you're watching snuff films and you can't even get released like it's, it's a problem you wow. know no one talks about the problems men face in society <laughs> but I think they, that they do.
0: They really do <laughs> I do stand-up comedy. There is no shortage of people talking about men's problems.
2: Uh, very true. Um, my Tim's of irony are failing. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, I think that there might they tried to go that where he was scared of that side of. But him.
0: he didn't look scared at all. Really? I didn't think he looked scared. I don't know I what think...
2: he was because that's the thing. That's well, one, that's my one critique of O'Toole's performance is that I really didn't get anything that he was trying to. Pick I don't down. think
0: this scene makes any sense or hangs together in this movie. I mean yeah, well, the part he, where he gets promoted to major. Judge has ruled. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well he's I mean he is he is like he is pretty like opaque. I mean kind of throughout the movie really. And I think that I mean I think that's part of, you know, that was a choice. Mm.
0: Um But then you get to the end of the scene, he's like, Oh, okay. Right. Well, he's, he's just like, All right, I'm done. Yes.
1: Yeah, so with the, that. Yeah, so the rest of the scene is is you know, first of all, Alan be very like, you know, he's dealt with this kind of thing before is just very, you know, nonsense. I'm not not even gonna engage with your silly, uh, you know, feelings and just talks about right. things and it's like, oh, you're gonna get a decoration, all the stuff and talks about strategy and the whole time everybody else like everybody else in headquarters is like gathered around like watching and staring at him and everything. that's the thing
2: i felt like he was really playing hard on his ego yeah like i'm yeah. in maximum flattery mode right i could play the whole deserter firing squad i'll shoot you <laughs> yeah hard but i'm gonna go with the whole yeah go with the madib thing
1: yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah he's uh he tells first of all he tells te that the english have no ambitions in arabia Liar, and his nose
0: liar. grows. Right.
2: Dangling, he's dangling off an electric uh, yeah. wire as his pants were on fire. Yeah.
0: And his
3: nose
2: <laughs> <laughs> also on fire. Yeah. Because <laughs> obviously it's made of wood.
1: <laughs> well, he also, uh, uh, gives, he agrees to all of T.E.'s requests, including for artillery, which then there's a little conversation with Dryden afterwards, where he's like, uh, you know, we can't give him any artillery, right? he's like, oh, yes, I know. But that's uh – I'm fine with that. I just have to follow orders. I take no responsibility for anything. Sure.
0: Thank God, he says. <laughs> yeah. Which made me sad for humanity.
2: Do we – this was the scene also where Faisal talks about the Geneva Code and how the Turks uh, treated yes. the Bedouins harshly, which yes. was the other line that sends shivers down my spine. Yeah. In yeah. A completely – I mean they did not intend this to have so much, you know – Cultural impact. Well, they
0: couldn't on an have known watching. how crazy <laughs> low the United States is. Yeah, would
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I thought it was interesting having this conversation about these guys in a sympathetic light. um You know, it's, it's 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 really crazy.
0: Well, and I was saying too that I don't think you could get a movie made. You could not get a movie greenlit today that didn't have at least one Islamic extremist in it. And there aren't any in this movie.
3: Sure, Like everybody
0: is very aware. They're all very politically savvy. Uh They're just like everybody else. Like the fact that they are Muslim, they say God instead of Allah in most cases. Like being Muslim in this movie is not set up as being particularly different than being a Christian.
1: Well, and it makes – I mean it's – you know, a lot of the the main conflict, the main military conflict is between two – muslim asides you know uh-huh. the turks and the and the bedouins they're all they all have the same religion mm-hmm. yeah. you know it's just it's just a military conflict it's not a religious dispute
2: well one open question i guess that is you know arises in my mind from this discussion is were there muslim extremists back in the day or did the-
0: I mean, I assume there's always- I mean, I think with any religion throughout all of history, I'm saying this without even looking on Wikipedia. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you know, I think every religion breeds extremists. Sure. I think that's the nature of religion. But there's like- But I mean-
2: There's extremists and then there's like, a particular stream of like, uh- Like
0: hating Western culture. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to figure there would be because they were coming in. <laughs> they well, were I'm like- What hey. like,
2: don't you think a part of this is self-inflicted gunshots? Well, right, shooting our own self in the foot. That's now you know a hundred years later. This is why all this you know we ha- we had this region mm-hmm. so fucked up. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: but I mean it goes. I mean it's you know it goes beyond. I I read this book about um Egypt, uh by this guy who, this British guy who worked there. He was kind of a Lawrence of Egypt of the time, uh when things were going on there that the British really screwed Egypt over at that time. Um, this was like the eighteen eighties, eighteen nineties, you know. Like it's it was sort of an ongoing thing. It's not like you know, we were we were you know, we were breaking shit in this part of the world right. for a long time before it really started coming back to haunt us. Sure. Anyway, it's intermission, everybody.
0: Thank God <laughs> I should have looked at the timestamp for the intermission. Because I don't was,
2: think I, I did. D- it, was, yeah. it was it was it's slightly uh, we're slightly over the hill. Yeah, okay. yeah.
1: It was over more than halfway through.
0: All right. Yeah, yeah. I was that was what I was curious about. Was right. it a true intermission? Yeah, because
2: <laughs> I got up to uh, you know uh, when I fast forwarded it showed me I was like oh thank God because I was thinking oh my God well, I got do, do I have two hours <laughs> do I have half hours it's I was I was kind
0: night. of hoping that the intermission would be like a half an hour. <laughs> it would <was> shave <laughs> down that runtime. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's you know we get more black screen with orchestral music playing. So yeah, for mm-hmm. those who love that. That. yep you're like oh no <laughs> is there going to be any more black screen there is there is
0: thank goodness
1: so uh the next i think i'm not sure if this is in akaba or where the next scene takes place but it's uh, a reporter coming in a meeting with faisal um and this is actually the scene where he's talking oh, about because okay. he talks about uh, how they have 37 wounded and 157 dead and it's because they can't leave any wounded on the battlefield or they will be treated harshly. I just harshly. got really
0: depressed again, guys, because I remembered another thing that happened. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> well, we'll we'll get to that. This movie
0: is really the gift that keeps on nagging.
1: <laughs> yeah, they call Alan B a slim customer, which is not a term I have heard before.
0: No, I have not either. I've but heard. it's a look. This is a movie being directed by a British person. This is what Americans say, right? Named, right.
1: Who's named David Lean? Yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, that's. He just made everything's about
0: a cool a cool customer right is a, the thing
1: a slick customer i don't know but That
0: sounds upsetting. Yes. Yeah, that sounds, sounds it like sounds something more, it sounds
2: more feminine than this film's trying to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh number 1. All but, right. But no I, I think yeah you're right it's a british dude trying to think that like, this is something american <laughs> right?
0: Well but then they do get that great line where uh Faisal says, oh, now you are talking turkey. And I love that. That scene was one of my favorite, Just that exchange. Because
2: they literally are talking (laughs) turkey.
0: Yeah. No, but I just, I loved that exchange with him because, you know, again, and you see this, I think, especially with Prince Faisal because you see him interacting with the imperialists more than anybody else, but like, he's like, listen, I know what's going on. That's the first thing that Ali says to Lawrence basically after yes. Lawrence calls him a murderer. Yes. He's like, well, fuck you, buddy. I was educated uh-huh. in Cairo. Yeah. So uh, you can eat my poo. Right. <laughs> I have also read books. Yeah. Right,
1: right. Well, and the reporter is very straightforward forward in saying, yeah, powerful people back in America want to pull us into the war, so my job is to come here and make the war look exciting and fun. Yeah. Like he doesn't like wars sugarcoat are. it at all. He's sure. like, no, this is proper Propaganda for powerful US interests. Right.
0: For the Hawks, man.
2: Yeah. I also like how the Faisal navigates these corridors of power, the European, with the same sense like the same sense of ironic detachment that I use in airport security. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, yes, but yes, yes, you're so par- okay, I'll assume the position. Oh, I'm oh I got extra screening. Oh, how how, how surprised. You know, it's like he's <laughs> got this thing where it's this big powerful thing he can't really fight against. He knows he's being lied to, he knows it's all a bunch of bullshit kabuki. Yeah. But he's still trying to, you know, make the best of it, I really
0: well, if they ever decide to play ball in his favor, he needs to make sure that they know he knows how to play the game sure.
2: right right right. right. that'd be very discomforting to be like that general that diplomat and they're talking to this guy who knows like i'm not i'm not i'm I'm not going to let you think that I'm this big of a fool
0: right. it's not that dis- I feel like that's just a very like you see it all through this movie. the Brits are so about discipline and order. They don't care about what's true. They're like, this is the way it's supposed to be. And they throw a tantrum when you don't play along with that. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: So we get a scene of blowing up a train track, which has been uh, foretold that this is their their main strategy going forward is blowing up trains. Uh, they machine gun the train and uh, Tia has a bit of difficulty stopping them once they get going with the machine guns. Uh, but then they charge down <laughs> and loot it. Uh, and he's walking around with a reporter, and then he, with the reporter. There's only one in this movie.
3: Does the if reporter have a name? Does anybody catch it? it? He's, a,
2: he's a historical figure, um, and he's, he's, he's a real dude, and he yeah. uh, did exactly this, but I don't have a name for you. I'll, yeah. I'll work on that.
0: Yeah, I mean, we watched, uh, the movie, so, <laughs> presumably. presumably. Okay. Oh, right, yeah. Bentley. Oh, because somebody said something about the irony of having a – this happens later. I think Lawrence says, you know, the idea of you asking me a straight question, Mr. Bentley, and I was like, ho, ho, ho. What are we, Shakespeare?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, so T.E. is standing up on a train to give like a victory speech or whatever, but he gets shot by a Turkish soldier who had just been wounded and he falls down, but it was just uh, – he just grazed his it's arm. It's just a
3: flesh wound.
1: Right.
2: That tweren't no golden bullet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Right. So
1: then he just stands there staring at the soldier who is shooting at him, who keeps missing, and just not moving and just watching it happen before Auda. Totally, f-
2: he totally Gus Fringdom. Like, yeah. You know, Come yeah. Back, bro. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, and then Auda finally comes up and, you know,
2: scimitars the guy. Off screen. Yeah, they they worked really hard for his PG rating. Yeah, Yeah. they
0: really did. (laughs) I do find it's a little more effective in some cases though. Like when he's shooting to seem. Um, but actually, and you do see some of the dead bodies on the train and that, the horror of that increases because you see them looting around these dead guys. Many of whom look like they had nothing to do with this. It is
2: kind of, I, it is weird. It is weirdly affecting to watch these guys just swarming over the train mm-hmm. and just pulling the stuff like it's a day. De- it's, I, I, I can't yeah, like describe they pull a, the exact a, feeling. They
1: pull a tie pin out of the tie yeah that guy yeah. and all this stuff.
0: No, but I'll also say, I think that's actually a point in Lawrence's favor because he gets chastised for allowing, uh, his army to loot. But like, that's part of their culture. Yeah. Like, that's how they get paid. And, you know, Ali is defending it. And I'm like, yeah, like, he's respecting their methods of Warcraft. And I also
2: think it's parallel structure because we're, you know, conditioned to see that as, like, not, you know, rules according to Hoyle. But then in the end of the movie, you find out that the great European powers are looting the whole goddamn planet. Oh, continent. yeah. No. Well, so, like, you know, there's like, – there's, I'm so sorry we stole your broken grandfather, uh, Yeah. Help yourself to our vast dunes of oil wealth.
0: You know, there's looting and then there's politics.
2: Yes, yes. Yeah. And that's like I, – I like how I feel like that's kind of a deliberate mm. structural choice they made there. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, you loot after the peace has been declared.
2: Yes, it's yeah. only, you know, it's, it's only fitting. It's, it's decorous. Yeah. Yes.
1: Well, and the other thing that Brighton, Brighton, because Brighton's criticizing the looting here, but he also is saying that they're all going to leave now. They've gotten their loot, and so they're all just going to go back home. Uh, but he says that they'll be back and and that he can only be killed with a golden bullet. Which kind of casts doubt on his first claim then. Because he he's like, well, I don't know if you're credible now. Sure. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay, golden bullet.
1: Uh, I saw the beginning of this movie, you can be killed by uh, bicyclists, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it was actually the the golden sniper from the grassy knoll. <laughs> the, uh, the bicyclist was just a cover story. They're right. just a patsy.
1: <laughs> uh, so Bentley's talking with Ali about politics and asks uh, what the Arabs want. They say that it's freedom. Uh, he says that he and that he loves the desert because it's clean.
0: That's uh, T-E. I think you said Ali.
1: Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah.
0: For those of yeah, you keeping I, score at home, I, com-
1: I yeah, I combined uh parts of the scene, and then Auda comes up with the clock that he just traded for, but then it's broken, and he smashes it. So it's a uh, you know a little comic relief there. Mm-hmm. Waka waka.
0: <laughs> I can see why his family weren't happy with this portrayal, honestly. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, he's definitely
0: he's there's some buffoonery a little bit happening yeah. with him.
2: A little bit.
1: Well, so we need something, like, honorable, honorable to loot. So they see this train of horses. It's a little
2: bamboozly for this this whole thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: They see a train of horses that has one uh super horse on it, apparently, because it's on its own little car, unlike all the others. I think that's so.
2: Gandalf, right? <laughs> <laughs> the lord of all horses, and that guy knew it.
1: Yeah. So they, uh, they blow up the tracks again and,
2: uh, take those horses. By the way, if PETA existed back then, how many shits would they have flipped about this horse detraining scene?
0: Honestly, <laughs> like in I'm going scene... to take after
2: take of horse legs blowing out <laughs> and you know. exploding. There
0: is a scene where there's a dead horse and I got very sad.
2: <laughs> I was yeah.
3: like,
0: oh no, horses. Yeah, there was
2: no, no animals harmed in the making of this disclaimer at the end of this film. Right. Yeah.
0: Actually, the credits were shockingly short.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well that's, I mean, movies have gotten shorter, but credits have gotten longer over the years. I i yeah. saw like, at some point, some study about it, but I that's mean, where, well that's
0: where movie they... Movie credits
2: are explicitly uh, denying things being harmed in the beginning <laughs> of it. So I mean, that's how, in this PC movie culture, <laughs> we can't kill horses.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Oh, horses. <laughs> I'm afraid of horses, you know, even, and I get very upset when they are in danger. Hey,
2: you want to make a big sword and sandal epic? Sometimes you're going to have to make a little glue. That's, that's, <laughs>
0: that's, Is that what they're going to do with Christian Bale after Exodus?
2: <laughs> I think that they, they've already quietly sent him the glue factor. <laughs> you see the box office—it's not good. Oh God, it's not good.
0: Poor Tony Scott. <laughs>
1: So Brighton complains to Auda about the fact that he's deserting, and Auda has a great line, which is when he says, thank God that when he made you a fool, he gave you a fool's face.
0: And he did, because he looks like such a fucking idiot. <laughs>
1: uh, but T.E. is going to Dara, uh, even though he has no army left and nobody wants to go.
0: And Dara is garrisoned by the Turks. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, whose trains they've just been blowing up willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: But. This seems like in, I, trying to read the tea leaves here it seems it has, it's a historical fact that he went in to kind of like scout this thing out very mm-hmm. low profile mm-hmm. in the movie he's just like look at me
3: i am <laughs> yeah, pass for air that makes a <laughs> lot know? more sense i'm like listen you've got here. a lot of uh of tan
0: max factor on granted uh-huh. but like you don't look arab yeah you're yeah. no alan Guinness. oh no yeah <laughs>
1: your piercing blue eye like, like he could light the streets with his piercing blue it's eyes it's true
0: like, what's amazing although i do love early technicolor like for this reason yeah. what's
2: really amazing if this cuz there's some doubt that this it was a this actually happened but i guess in modern biographers have come up enough first sources that they assume that this this actually happened as it was depicted mm mm-hmm. mhm I'm amazed that Turks let him go because they had already offered like a thirty-five thousand pound award to capture this guy. Right, and he's a they... blonde haired, blue eyed Nazi <laughs> poster boy wandering the desert.
0: <laughs> well, bitch. our theory is that they didn't know who he was.
2: And
1: that, but how
0: that... many blonde hair, blue we don't know. But that is to us literally the only apparently, reason. Apparently,
1: they were Circassians, which I don't know what that is, but huh. apparently there were some around. And, well, in the, okay, well, first of all. Oh, well, yeah,
2: like, you know, the National Geographic Afghani girl that has, like, the piercing blue yeah, eyes. Like, yeah. yeah. It is, like, you know.
1: And, you know, the impression seems to be that that guy was just telling his guards, hey, if anybody cute is wandering the streets, yeah. you know, bring him in.
2: Bring me a remarkable face. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: but actually, before he gets into Dara, um, they're blowing up another train or they're planting the explosives. Oh. And Farage like puts the detonator in his mm. pants, but yeah. then like
0: isn't the first rule of detonators don't put it in your pants? I, I would think and the so. The thing is, he knew
1: the,
2: felt full well how explosive they were. Right, yeah. he'd been doing this for a while, and he 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 had the appropriate look of horror when the guy tripped and almost dropped the box in front of him. Yeah, but let me t- t- let me put this up by my dick for safekeeping. <laughs> right, and then he can't find. Yeah, there's
0: like, no oh, women in this movie, so we know it'll be safe. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ah, uh, but
1: yeah, but then the detonator blows up in his pants and, uh, he is therefore wounded and cannot ride. And as we previously established, it's, uh, they gotta kill him.
0: And he tell, oh god, he tells Lawrence that Dawood will be very angry with him. Yeah. And then Lawrence is like, salute him for me. And I'm like crying. Yeah. Like it's too much. Those kids were so great.
1: And they both died in such dumb ways.
0: No they both died in horrible ways yeah. that only served to further self-aggrandize Lawrence of Arabia. Mm, no. Like, he doesn't even take the appropriate lessons. Like, maybe have a class in detonator etiquette.
3: Mm.
0: And don't fall off your camel.
1: Yeah. So then T.E. sneaks into Dara and, you know, gets caught as we've established. Well, he goes
0: with Ali. Ali goes with him. Right.
1: Right. And so they, they're both like, you know, pulled over, but then they're like, Ali, get out of here. We're bringing in, uh, this guy, cause your face is boring, Ali, which I'm like, you know, he's got a pretty nice face. I, I
0: like think. his face. Yeah. It's my favorite face. Well, you
2: know, if you're, if you're the type of gentleman, gentleman that prefers blonde, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ali's not doing much for you.
1: Yeah. Well, cause, yeah, because then once, when he's in there with the uh, commander, I don't know, uh what his name was, the bay.
0: Uh yeah, the Turkish Bay played by Jose Ferrar. (laughs) Beyonce (laughs) Knowles. Turkish Bay. Right. Beyonce Knowles.
2: Uh
1: and so he there's actually a whole group of people lined up and he goes up and down the line and then chooses Lawrence uh, and and tells the others to get out uh and kind of whines about how boring his job is and Takes T. Uh, this is
0: the worst OK Cupid date of all time.
1: <laughs> starts taking Teed's clothes off, uh, telling him that he's a deserter because he has a recent wound, but wonders from which side, and then starts fondling his chest and, uh, licking his lips a little bit. He
0: chose a really weird place to fondle him. Yeah. Which is like, it's not like a nipple or anything. It's just like the upper chest, like halfway to the armpit. Yeah. And I was like, is that a very specific? Fetish I've never heard of. That's the taint of the
2: nipple. <laughs> area. The na- erogenous zones. You can make a new erogenous zone by the, the area. <laughs> Is it called
0: the naint? <laughs>
2: it's it'd be the paint.
3: The <laughs> <nipple>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's,
2: it- my fetish, <laughs> Is that that's my
0: fetish. I Is that I said? Come, that's my fetish.
2: It's certainly <an> internet meme. <laughs>
1: So then, and I didn't quite catch what happened, but he like hits him or knees him or something, right. uh, and so the commander punches him and orders him to be beaten, and uh, watches him from the office, and that's like very weird the way he does that. Mm-hmm. Like, cause the office is like down a hall, and he's just standing at the partially open door just like watching.
3: Oh yeah, uh, well, I think this uh... film,
2: There'd be audible fapping. <laughs> uh... <laughs> and there'd be a Dutch door, so you could still keep it PG. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: Half open in a different way. (laughs) (laughs) So Ali's been lurking around outside, and T.E. gets thrown into a gutter. So he picks him up, and T.E. stares at nothing for a while. Uh, Next morning is all better, really, like, to a surprising degree.
0: Well, I
2: mean... He was a little catatonic.
1: He
0: was catatonic, and are are we skipping the part where he was forced to eat?
2: Yeah, eat, sleep.
0: Yeah, because Ali's like, hey, remember, dumbass, you have a body. And you right. have to like take care of it. That's yeah. what he was
1: doing as he was staring at nothing, was yeah Ollie making him do things.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he finally did because Ollie knows best. Yeah. And, you know, then he's like fine.
2: Coming soon to the W B.
0: <gasps> oh man. Is the W B still around? I don't know. I think it, no it's the CW. CW. It's right. a the new CW.
2: Yeah. Ali <laughs> <Ollie> knows best. <laughs> yeah. I will totally
0: watch that. <laughs> CW.
2: We'll podcast this is this him go following T. Lawrence around, bitching, eat,
0: <laughs> sleep, actually, get a job? I think it would be funnier if he had like a teenage daughter with like anorexia or something. <laughs> yes, yes,
2: that would be
1: funnier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and T says that he would have cracked and betrayed them if they'd actually been torturing him for information. And all he's like, yeah, anybody that's, would yes, have. That's, that's the whole that point yes, of torture. torture.
2: Have you not been watching I was going to s- yeah I was going to say have you not read it? this thing
0: I did never read the report but somebody made uh, 11 memes oh yeah that pulled out some pertinent facts and I was like I'm appalled no and I then d- I continued watching not
2: yeah. anything about the, that the rectal feeding and hydration is where that
0: is really the worst uh-huh. 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 for more <laughs> <laughs> read the CIA torture report
1: yeah okay so
0: we're almost uh, there man yeah we're so close so
1: they're in jerusalem there's an english band playing and t's there in an actual uniform would you tell some other random officer that it's borrowed and uh the guy says oh somebody must have pinched it, bloody wogs mm-hmm. and he's like oh
0: he, he, well he does he <laughs> flinches and they're like oh we're not, uh we're not there yet, are we?
1: Oh, you're, you're one of those Wog lovers. I see. Uh-huh. Wow. Is that
2: was is that an Arab slur back
1: then? Uh,
3: apparently it was, it was, for, all, generi-
1: it w- was for all all the colonial subjects of of the British Empire. So if wog, we did specifically I know it was India make a, a lot.
2: slur for your ethnic subtype, we have a catch all slur just for you. I well, think, they were and busy. I may be making
1: this up. If, <laughs> They're but, busy with the empire. And if like. I I I heard this at some point, it may or may not be true. I believe Wog comes from. Somebody trying to get people to call, uh, in India, call them a worthy oriental gentleman as like instead of whatever, I believe the N-word is what they would call them at the time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. and so they uh, were like, oh, worthy orient, and so they started calling them wogs and it became just as much a slur as anything we'll take else. Take your
2: political correctness and make a slur of that too. <sighs> yeah.
0: This is depressing.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: the more you,
2: know. <laughs> the more depressed you get.
1: It's,
0: yeah, that's true actually. Yeah. <laughs> I was very happy before I learned things.
1: <laughs> so T goes into Allenby's office, uh, Faisal is there, uh, telling Allenby that he knows full well that the British and French have already signed a treaty about how to divvy up his land, and that Allenby can keep lying about it all he wants, but Faisal is not going to be convinced. Allenby continues lying about it. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> he's like, oh, great. Yeah. I was really hoping to continue lying to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And then T.E.'s like, what treaty? And Faisal's like, ah, see, so he knows how to lie. And see, then- Faisal,
2: at this point, I, I read as he thinks that Lawrence is fucking them and has been fucking them for uh, a
0: time. And that is actually what was going on in reality.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh,
0: but feel, yeah, the, I, the movie is more like, oh, he's this innocent Jesus
2: uh-huh. still. Right. But it's weird because it's like such a weird portrayal because in real life, apparently- uh lawrence was adopted as the son of prince F- faisal's oh father. wow oh and that was one of the things that the biographers point out that like he had a thirty five pound bounty on his head and none of the arab people did betrayed him mm-hmm. yeah they yeah. so so he was actually a bigger asshole as far as keeping knowledge from them and more beloved yeah Whereas the film the guys were more skeptical of him and he was more innocent yeah right.
1: <laughs> although because he didn't know about the treaty but the dryden really goes after him he's like you know what you didn't know, but you knew. Yeah, and yeah that's you were true. Just, you great were,
2: appetite, desolate places, two and two together. Uh, you
1: know, which is great. Right. And the fact that you were lying to yourself doesn't mean you were lying less. It means you were lying more, mm-hmm. you know, which I thought was... Uh,
0: no, I mean, and Dryden doesn't have much to do in this movie. He mostly just sits around like in a smirking. suit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this was a really insightful scene. That's Claude Rains, by the way, playing Dryden. Yeah. Uh Who I think was in Casablanca? Uh yeah but or like fantasy island or something He was also wasn't he
2: in a like a he's also famous for being in a horror picture was he uh like wolfman was he the I wolfman don't know.
0: i don't know was he Laszlo? Was I, he I think was, Laszlo? he was no because yeah. that would have been it would have been about
2: 20 years
1: yeah
0: that's true i don't know maybe only we, <laughs> <laughs> ah, only we had the internet ah guys we had this why are we podcasting <laughs> from this desert <laughs>
3: Better what we're talking yeah, about
2: you have to cross twenty 20 twenty twenty <laughs> days with a fourteen. Uh, let's meet at the
0: Sun's uh, a <laughs> Anvil, Aaron said. <laughs> that's that's
2: right. <laughs> um, anyway. When our AOL
1: subscription runs out, the camels will begin to die.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the invisible man. That's oh, yeah, oh, yeah, which yeah.
0: I never saw. Wink.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's Prince John Adventures as Robin Hood? Holy shit.
0: With Errol Flynn? Yes, sir. Oh, Yes, I, ma'am, rather. Uh, You know, I don't believe in honorifics. Mr.
2: Smith goes to Washington. He was a senator.
0: <laughs> wasn't everyone.
2: This is why we don't look things up on the internet. Well, right. It leads yeah, to yeah. 30 minutes of naval just Yeah, and him. just... And he was the Wolfman, I think. He was in the Wolfman. I don't know if he was the Wolfman. I
0: wasn't Lon Chaney the Wolfman? He was Wolfman adjacent. Yeah, you're right.
2: You're right. He was Wolfman adjacent. <laughs> Six degrees of Wolfman. <laughs> Wolfman, wolf yeah. <laughs> Um, he was a
0: domesticated wolfman.
2: <laughs> yeah. And he was Captain Louis from uh, Casablanca. Oh, that's who he was. Louis. Yes.
0: Oh, yeah. kablam. Yeah. I'm doing finger guns. It's everyone. It's
2: obvious now.
0: <laughs> you know what else is obvious? We're almost done with this movie. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's also, uh, Allenby notices in some point in this scene that there is blood on T.E.'s back. Which, and that was where, cause we had thought, I had thought, oh, I guess he still just wasn't healed,
0: but
2: apparently maybe the
1: idea was that, no, he's been having that inflicted, so.
0: But it's not communicated well That's at the, all. It, no. it,
2: it, both, it, it's, both theories are equally valid in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah. you know, he's got that. Well,
0: because he doesn't do anything about it. Like, yeah. this is a long scene, and he's just like, what? I'm just gonna bleed out.
2: Yeah. yeah. It did seem like it was a little bit of a, everyone noticing it about him was something of a crescendo. Crescendo.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I mean, he was so, uh, and I have, to, this I think is one of the most masterful scenes that Peter O'Toole plays because he's playing Lawrence, you know, the Messiah, you know, the kind of like realized desert flower or whatever he is, but he, like putting on this very British yes. patina on top of that. And I thought that was Cheerio, really well done. Show. Cricket. Oh, yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. And they even say, they're like, he's laying it all a bit thick. <laughs> <laughs> Like they, we're awfully British, but there are limits. It would
2: be funny if they used an the elaborate coxney rhyming slang to <laughs> say that, like, you know. Fruity pebbles and upstairs turtles. He's
0: a right, Orange.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this also this is the Mary Sue Mary Sue line when the guy he's pestered and saying, All right, I'm extraordinary. This <laughs> the best moment in the whole film. I was so mad. Yeah. I was I've been fighting it the whole time, but you're right. I am extraordinary. I like, Look like, at me, Dan. No, I was like,
0: but you love being extraordinary. Like, yes. it's fine to say I'm an extraordinary person, but like, don't. You're a one man league of extraordinary gentlemen. she <laughs> <laughs> have
2: been carrying herself around the whole time. No,
0: this guy.
1: See, <laughs> so yeah, T is heading out. You these- need to write
2: another a, a new definitive biography of T.E. Lawrence, subtitled "This Guy." <laughs> <laughs>
0: cover is just me like looking at him with my arms crossed eyes
2: rolled <laughs> to their structural <laughs> limits
0: <laughs> i've been working on that
1: so yeah they said there. he's promised that he is going to take damascus with the arab army before the british get
0: there. i'm going to give it to them mm-hmm.
1: yes uh yeah t comes along to join with a bodyguard of murderers apparently Everybody's like, "Hey, that's a bunch of murderers." Now there. he's and gone like, even
0: crazier. Yeah, because like this is a nut job move. Yeah, because like everybody's like,
2: "Oh, he's got Boba Fett, IG, yeah, <laughs> Dengar, even like this is a murderer's row." Yeah, you go with him.
0: Yeah. No, and like all the murderers are like, "Ha ha ha," because <laughs> all rides will be like, "What the hell?" And they're like, "Blech." <laughs> We're buddies with RNs now. You can't stop us.
2: Yeah. I mean, the se- sequence in the cave re-nurses him back to health is where Ali firmly takes the moral high ground and oh, yeah. the real hero yeah. of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. AKA
0: yeah. my boyfriend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, the British staff is making plans to send Brighton off to go to the Arabs to find out where they are in order to coordinate <laughs> with them. With his them. dumb face. That's right. Uh, there's bombs going off on the horizon and uh you know the british army marching
0: is that when uh ali says god help the men who sleep under that right which i thought was really good yeah and i you know well we the new arc for him is sort of this contrast between his acceptable levels of violence versus lawrence's right um right but i mean i just thought it was a nice humanizing moment because i've never fought in a war i'm a giant coward uh (laughs) but i just you know to have that empathy for your enemies and well and again and it's in something they didn't hit that hard at this point but like in the past they were hitting really hard like this is a mechanized war yeah you know all of this new innovation which didn't do anybody much good in the trenches honestly but here is very effective right but just being like oh yeah by the way like this is like shooting fish in a barrel with these resources that you have
1: artillery in general yeah and, and yeah yeah um so in this – and then it was a little unclear to me because – so Brighton tells the, the British staff that it looks like is going to get to Damascus first. But then they're like, oh, but there's this one Turkish column. And then it seems like they're leaving on some unspoken plan to somehow get that Turkish column into the Arab army's way. But they don't say – and it doesn't – I mean it just didn't – it didn't make sense to me. I don't know if that made sense to anybody else because it seemed like they were trying to figure out how to get the Turks to get in T.E.'s way so that they could get to Damascus first. And that happens. Uh-huh. Like, they do end up attacking that group of Turks, but it doesn't seem like there's anything the British did to make that happen.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's that, I felt that was a little nebulous. I actually did some reading on it. and I guess that was like a retreating, that those Turks were trying to retreat back to that place and they uh-huh. were kind of like, that's why it was played as like this war crime right um and in fact several times they tried to give like you know, ask for quarter and none was given mm-hmm. yeah um and i guess that's the other thing that is a little uh nebulous is that who actually started the whole no prisoners like mm-hmm. who started the war was lords like all for that in the beginning or did he just kind of like well, like, shit, well I guess okay doing, you know so yeah. massacre it is yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, because we definitely see... I mean, there's certainly a very low morale group of Turkish soldiers. Uh Uh-huh. And, you know, I mean, the issue is that there was this village that was, like, burned down Mm -hmm. by the Turks. And so Ali is like, let's just skip these, you know, already defeated Turks and make for Damascus like our plan is. But then one guy who's from that village, like, charges at the Turks by himself and gets shot. And so T is like, okay, now we'll attack. It's like, first of all... If this guy was inspiring you, why didn't you wait? Why didn't you start before he got shot to death? <laughs> and then, yeah, but then, and he's got a, he's got a, like a creepy smile going and he's like, yeah, no prisoners. And, uh, you know, and Ollie's trying to stop him, but T E has, you know, gone round the bend as always. And is, yeah, you'd you think
0: know. he'd run a Benz eventually. Yeah. But he didn't. That's how he died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: And uh, it
1: was
0: yeah, a
2: golden bullet. We all know it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have foreseen it.
2: We're just waiting for the British Freedom of Information Act through <laughs> Parliament, and then right? The appropriate amount of time to <laughs> request, and then we'll get the heavily redacted report. About the golden bullet.
0: I'm excited, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once I'll meet here in 20 years. <laughs> there you go.
1: Call your MP. <laughs> yeah. So when we definitely see uh, people with their hands up getting shot. Uh, by T.E. Lawrence specifically. So, that happens. So that night, uh, the reporter shows up and Ali is like, yeah, look at this barbarity. Who but these cruel, barbarous Arabs could do such a thing?
0: Oh man, he's so hot right now. I'm like, I wanna have rage sex with you. <laughs> but there's no lady to do that for me by proxy.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, they're riding along. Some guy tries to give T.E. grapes for
2: some reason. That
3: well, they got them Damascus. from Damascus. Yeah.
2: Unripe. Yeah. <laughs> Joke's on you.
0: I like drinking truly grapes.
3: were hour. <laughs> <laughs> you desert fox.
1: <laughs> uh, Al- Alan B arrives in Damascus, but, uh, you know, joke's on him. T has been there for a day and a half with the, the army and they've set up camp. They've, you know, taken over the town hall and all the, all the, you know, main, they
0: have an Arab council.
1: Yeah. With the Arab council, all the main municipal buildings. Uh, Faisal's going to be there in two days and Allenby is like, well, let's, uh, do nothing.
3: Uh-huh. It is
1: often the best strategy. Uh huh.
2: That's my life philosophy. <laughs> yeah. I want to do nothing and see what the day presents. Yeah,
0: and yeah. now you have a podcast network. <laughs> yeah. Who could have predicted this in nineteen sixty-two?
3: <laughs> That's
1: right. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh so yeah, in the town hall, the Arab Council is having a raucous meeting. Uh tea quiets them down, and they're they're having a whole debate about electricity and the Well, phones. because
0: uh uh Aura, has, like, stood up and walked across the table to go try and basically kill Ali. Like, they've been getting along for, like, the last two hours. Ruckus
2: is underselling. uh,
3: Yeah.
0: Ruckus indicates that everyone's having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. No Uh, one is having a good time.
1: Contentious?
0: Pandemonium? Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah. I agree with both of those statements. Yeah,
1: So, yeah, it's uh, not... Not democracy at its finest.
3: No. Is what Uh we're
1: saying. And. Like a fish market on speed? Yeah. With less fish? Uh, but the, the meeting is interrupted when, with news that a fire has broken out and because of the, all the other problems that they were debating, the fire, uh, you know, hoses and whatnot, there's no water pressure for anybody to try and put it out.
0: Well, and the tribe who's in charge doesn't carry water. Right, because well, it's
2: very much a "dear lies a dear Henry" situation. Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> there's a hole
2: in the bucket. Well, I can't, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like there. Nobody who's who can really be at fault, <laughs> right? Uh, Britain. Back, well, That's exactly.
1: Yeah, because they're back in their headquarters. Uh, Brighton's watching the fire from the balcony. Meanwhile, Alan B is learning how to fish from a book. Like he's holding like a stick and like practicing, sure. And because I forget exactly what it says, but the implication is that he's never actually fished before, of course, and that he's just going to go home and take it off. This up is once.
2: basically like if a bunch of white hipsters took over Cape Canaveral,
3: <laughs> they had to launch a space
2: shuttle. Like what you are, what you have been suited your entire life to do is now ill suited for this task. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yet it's. T- utterly unsurprising and also like has very little, um, predictive value in what you could do as a culture if you were actually properly brought right. Along yeah. right. instead of co-opted and, and enslaved.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and. You know, Alan B. has also been, like, not just do nothing, but, like, you know, proactively do nothing. Like, do yeah. not help, do not provide any assistance. Yes.
2: Pro- provide uh, The official instructions were provide enough rope to hang oneself, yeah. I yeah. think, is, yeah. is the edict.
1: So T.E., Auda and Ali are in the city hall, bummed. Everybody else has left. Uh, Auda says, this is nothing.
3: <laughs> uh,
1: makes me think of Wag the Dog. Um, and Ali says he's going to stay there and he's going to learn politics. Uh, you know, but he's very depressed, and and outside he talks to Auda because Auda asks him why he's crying. Uh,
0: uh it's because like, Lawrence of Arabia is a dick. Yeah, that's why.
1: And Auda, Auda's not going to learn politics. He's an old dog. He's going to stick with what he knows.
0: Looting. He's got yeah. the
2: Lord of All Horses. What more does he? <laughs> yeah, do? right. man. Yeah. And he, I, I did think that was a great point he made. Like, oh, you got what you want. Now you're just going to leave. Yes. When you get what you want, you'll leave. Yeah. Right and right. then the other guy's like no i won't because i'm british and loyal and saluting and he's like well then you're a fucking fool yeah <laughs> i'm riding off on my badass so...
0: <laughs> check out my horse i really wish i could
2: sell the lord of the rings reference and, and remember his goddamn name tom help me uh out. shadow facts there you go yeah there you Ugh.
3: go <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, the medical officer the british medical officer is really pissed off uh and sent and allenby's like oh go to lawrence it's his problem uh, and he says that the medical situation is great except for the Turkish military hospital that has 600 beds and 2,000 wounded Turks and no assistance whatsoever. Uh, so T does go there and does his usual crazy thing. And
0: they're like, Katniss, are you here to fight with us? <laughs> and he's like, mm, it's not really clear what I'm supposed to do right now. He's like, here,
1: let me get you some water. Oh, there's no water. I am out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> There's a hole in the bucket. I'm not
0: <laughs> Do you need a messiah? <laughs> uh,
1: the Red Cross trucks arrive, and Alan B is very much like, "Oh, what an outrageous situation that is!" That I- he says
0: "outrageous" so many times <laughs> that if you were playing a drinking game where you took a shot every time someone in this movie said "outrageous," you would only take them in this scene. But then you would die <laughs> of alcohol poisoning. It
2: get you there? Yep. Yeah
1: my recommended drinking game every time there's a shot of the sun
0: yeah
1: (laughs) i'd probably do it yeah so te is laughing about the situation he's got kind of he's got a cloth over his face and so somebody calls him a wog and slaps him because they think well he is at fault ironically for the situation Mm -hmm. but he's white and at fault which Mm. the person who slapped him didn't realize
0: i feel like we should slap more white people honestly
1: uh, well, we're all white in here, so I guess we can get that going. All right, but- <laughs> slap
0: fight after this podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I've been slapped in the face in earnest. It wasn't an enjoyable experience
0: for mm. you or for the other person.
2: That's that's a good point. Did the other person <laughs> cool. enjoy it? Do you think? I don't know we had to call up my ex, <laughs> <to> <laughs> find out, have a, have an <laughs> insightful, <laughs> penetrating interview about face slapping. <laughs> that's why I grew the beard. It's like just padding. Was yeah, <laughs> <the>
3: starting <laughs> experience,
2: and now I hire. A British uh, medical orderly to come in and slap (laughs) me daily. Keep me on my game. Hey, you
0: know, uh, it worked for uh, the Latter-day Messiah. All right, I'm extraordinary, I'll admit. (laughs) (laughs) That beard is extraordinary. It's
2: true. It's a beard of extraordinary gentlemen.
1: (laughs) So Faisal says that T wants to go home. Alan B disagrees and he's making him a colonel now. And Faisal says, no, there's nothing for a warrior to do here anymore. Uh, the war is over, now it's time for peace, and that's an old man's game. Uh, it's just gonna be negotiations and trading and no heroics or anything like that.
0: Uh, also fun fact, Faisal was like 30 years younger than he was depicted in yeah. this movie. Yeah, mm. they
2: were very much of an age.
0: Yeah. So I don't know why.
2: Well, they'd written this great speech for him at the end. It's like, <laughs> well, better. Cause he only, uh, Alec only has the one gear and it's Obi-Wan. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be a 27 year old Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Well. True. Yeah, Ewan McGregor proved that you cannot yeah. be one.
0: You can be like a 33-year-old one, though. Mm. Or no, how old was he when... That's
2: true. When he got the full beard, the the Obi-Wan rat tail just didn't work. No. <laughs> I, uh, that's
0: bring. like the it's worst convention in the Star Wars universe is the Padawan braid. I'm like, this doesn't work for anyone. Like, this makes yeah. no sense.
1: It didn't work for my cousin Jacob in the early 90s. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, If only not... he had a
2: lightsaber, you could have uh, <laughs> cut that off of him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, some guy shakes Te's hand and is a big
2: prat. That's where um, – see, you're wrong. They did bring it around to the beginning. Oh, yeah. I mean kind of. Oh, because yeah. that, that guy, guy... Took such great offense of him shit-talking because he shaked the man's hand.
0: Okay. And... That's okay. true. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry, David Lean.
2: And That <laughs> did have a little bit of poignance because there's this guy that clearly had no idea
0: – What he did.
2: Yeah. Or yeah. who and he was. Also,
0: didn't they –
2: a lot of these British dudes with mustaches looked a lot the same to me. Yeah. Right. They Wasn't do. he in the very beginning one of the low level officers trying to keep T.E. Lawrence under his thumb?
0: Maybe. Like that was, I think yes. that was his superior
2: officer, and that's why he said, Don't I know you? Like a lifetime well, he d- of desert he, ago. He
0: did say,
1: Don't I know you, which makes me think that must have been somebody. But, but will was, was a four of and the
2: I'll people? if I was going to rewind.
0: No, right. is he one of the people My in that DVD. very <laughs> first scene?
3: Because th- yeah, there's like saying. four people was, in that scene. When he
2: reported to the map room, there's this yeah. guy like, harum,
0: harum,
3: what will
2: I do with you? Uh, I think that was him. Okay, um, Weird. But I don't know. I couldn't swear on it. And again, I was way too lazy to rewind the Blu-ray.
0: And we're too lazy to do it now. Yeah. So maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. Does anyone ever really know what it's happened? It's
2: Schrodinger's British <laughs> guy.
1: Somebody
3: will
2: open the box and see if he was indeed dead or not. <laughs>
1: Uh yeah and that's pretty much it T's getting driven home past like camels and trucks of soldiers and and that's it
0: Not with a uh, bang but with a whimper this movie ends Yeah it's a really solid whimper. Like yeah, I felt like very I felt narratively it, very satisfied yeah, it, with the ending of this movie.
2: Agreed. It is weird because there's like kind of these hopeful notes with uh, Sharif Ali, you know, learning diplomacy and, right. and uh, Faisal saying it's an old man's game and I'm going to negotiate the shit out of this mm-hmm. and like nope, nope, no you're not. <laughs> uh, yeah, it it
0: turns all. turns out bad, but uh what are you going to do?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's like the other thing I'd like to know um in the the context of the 60s like, the airport is an up-and-coming place, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's very becoming cosmopolitan, and, you know, the 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 oil wealth is starting to come online. So it's like, I wonder if that was meant to be a little bit more hopeful.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say, because I'm not sure. Because obviously, you know, in terms of just the Holy Land, it had been at war since, like, 46. Yeah. But as as far as the rest of, you know, I don't know. I don't you know, I don't know what his context was. I mean certainly there were shooting in uh what it said at the end, Jordan, I think. Jordan and Morocco is where they were shooting. Right. Um so, you know, it was uh, you know, acceptable place to be filming a major
2: motion picture at least. Yeah. Well, you know. Argo showed that you can like shoot in work <laughs> for in Iran if you're a Canadian. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, <laughs> so Canadians they, can do anything.
2: They all got dual Canadian citizenship. Pacified <laughs> <it, been> <laughs> long enough to shoot the movie. And got out
0: Well, guys, we did it. Yeah, we made it to the end of Lawrence of Arabia. We did twice. It. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and
2: in, in in half the time, I'm actually somewhat impressed.
0: Uh, we uh, we learned a thing or two about d- dense British. Uh, entertainments and how to compress those. Yeah, Not over, Downton Abbey itself.
1: Right, but otherwise, I mean, over, really pretty much over this off-season, we've done a bunch of things where we had to be like, listen, we've got to, we've got to get through this.
3: Yeah.
2: No, I felt Tom was our t- trusty desert guide. Oh, he's great. <laughs> leading us to Oasis to he's Oasis. He's the
0: backbone of the whole enterprise. If
2: it weren't for Tom, we'd still be in the first scene. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. We'd, I do believe. We would never have stopped talking about like just tangents and things like that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like all right
2: probably reduce the burning matches and- <laughs> <laughs> the oh that really does hurt yeah. boy this
0: really doesn't translate to audio <laughs> yeah.
2: which of us is the most extraordinary <laughs> um but no this has been this is cool yeah. yeah this is
0: great thanks for having us here thanks for being on this has yeah. been awesome
2: and this you
1: know, again, lovely studio.
0: Yeah, really I'm great studio. Glad we were able
2: to do this in person. Yeah, me yeah. too. A half hour remote cast would have been rough. It would rough. have been, we
0: all would have been very angry, I it think, by the, the end of the, that.
2: Uh, the Skype's hammer, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 17th time the audio went out and <laughs> yeah. translated oh, like, God, Yeah. time to uh, rage quit. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
0: speaking of quitting, <laughs> I think it might be time for us to get out of here. All right. So until next time, up, up yours, yours downstairs, downstairs, luncheon out.